How's that? There we go. Let's do a quick ch check in on the overall markets. We were down uh, more than more than a percent on the spy earlier this morning. Then we've had a rally the past hour or so. Almost got green on the spy. Let's check in on the queues. Queues are in the green uh, on the day, and the Dow is red. The Dow is red after leading the markets yesterday. Um, let's talk about some trades, right? We okay. made some trades yesterday, Spencer. We? Uh, I did. Okay. I, I called out, if you recall, the chart of the day we did yesterday, the guess that chart was Darden Restaurants. I mm -hmm. said I wanted to look at that chart because I just placed a short trade on it, not even knowing, and this was my fault, that the company was reporting earnings this morning. I just didn't like uh, the outlook for Darden with the increase of COVID cases throughout the United States. Um, you know, so as we see COVID cases increase, there will be companies that benefit from that. And there will be companies that don't benefit from that and are, in fact, hurt by that. And Darden falls in the latter category. Okay. Do you want to show us your screen? Do you want to, you want to show us? Oh, anything? well, I mean, I already, I already got out of the options. Oh. All, all you need to know is they, they, they performed well. Um, Darden didn't have a terrible report this morning, but just gave some, some guidance based on um, uh, COVID and staffing issues and having to raise wages and whatnot. As a result, the stock was down. Um, about 8% at its lowest point, currently down only 4%. So I'm glad I got out when I did. Uh, someone else in the chat, I don't know who it was, I forget, also told me to buy a Rivian put. I did that. That was a great call. Rivian is currently down more than 10%. Um, so I got out of both those contracts. But, Spencer, I want to back up a second. And like I said, some companies will benefit from this, um, will benefit from the rise of, of COVID cases from Omicron. And I want to talk about those. I want to find those stocks. Okay. I want to determine, um, all right, have they already moved up on the upside? Have they moved up too much? Is it too late to get in? And I don't think for a lot of them, I don't think for a lot of them it is too late. Okay. Uh, before we do all that, can we like actually like introduce the show? Tell Start people, the show. Tell, I forgot to tell, tell people who's coming on today. Tell them to hit the like button, run the intro. Can we do that? Okay, let's do that. This is Ben Zinga Live. Spencer Israel and producer AB. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Someone told me buy high, sell higher. Let's get Matt Hammond on the show to talk some IPOs. Jake Wojcik from Trend Spider. We have a breaking news. All right, so here's the rundown for the day. We're gonna run through. Uh, what AB just said, we're going to try to find some... Well, there's a lot of moving parts today, so we're, we're going to walk through all these moving parts. We'll do that for a little bit. Our first guest is going to be at 12.30, so we're going to hang out for a little bit. At noon, uh, yesterday I promised I was going to show my portfolio, so we're going to do that at noon. I'm going to show you, uh, actually show you my portfolio, what is in it, uh, and... Uh, and we'll walk through that if you guys care about such things. At 12.30, we have our first guest today. James Safferstein is the president and CEO of First Wave Biopharma. They've got a lot of stuff in their pipeline, so we'll talk about that. At Tony Benson, we're talking charts. I'm sorry, at Tony Benson. At 1 o'clock, we're talking Tony Benson. Charts, setups, patterns in the flash, 1 o'clock. And then at 1.30, we'll do trivia. End of the week on a light note with some holiday-themed trivia. Uh, that being said, we have a lot of moving parts today, so uh, go ahead and hit that like button, and we'll get the show we'll, we'll get the show going here. Let's just start with um, 
something that AB neglected to to give love to in his overview there was the IWM. Aaron, you forgot about the IWM. I I, I don't know why you did that. Well, okay. Are you going to say what? The IWM is up today? Yeah. What's the the, the most biggest weighted holding in the IWM? <laughs> so I was going to get to it, Spencer. Okay, That's okay. what the, t the title of this YouTube video is. That's okay, what the thumbnail okay. is about. Okay, okay. okay. I actually, uh, mea culpa for me on this one, because about two hours ago on live trading, we were talking about, you know, how there's going to be headlines all weekend. Oh, yeah, record post-COVID box office because of Spider-Man. And I thought... Uh, yeah, this is probably not a, uh, a headline that's going to move the stock, but, uh, I didn't consider the fact that AMC doesn't need anything to move. It can just do whatever it wants. And, uh, AMC is ripping today. So, um, there's that. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's one of those things you have two catalysts, right? Omicron, the new COVID cases rising again. And you also have the Spider-Man catalyst. So one positive, one negative, which is going to outweigh. Um, well, it's AMC. So let's always air to the bullish side on AMC, right? Um, and I want to talk about how we can play this move on AMC. Um, you know, you might see some traders out there say, oh, my God, it's up 20% in a day. Like, let's buy some puts on it. I would argue I, I do not like buying puts on AMC right now and here's why because even if it moves down what happens then is the implied volatility for amc goes lower so even if the stock is moving your way and it's coming back down and you have puts the actual values of those contracts could continue to go down um we saw that with gamestop we saw that with amc mm -hmm. a few months ago so i i don't like playing this on the short side i think if you if you were like me and you're prone to want to yolo trade something if anything I would look at like way out of the money calls and say like, okay, this is running, this is running again. It has an opportunity to, to get back to four. Well, I'm saying like, you know, I, and I, uh, let me look at the option chain real quick, because if I see some like $45 calls that are, you know, five bucks a piece, then maybe it, it's worth it to get in on some of those. But if, if they're expensive, then, then it's not. And it's as simple as that. So uh, yeah, I'm looking at them right now, and right now a $40 call is uh, $0.49, cents, $49. I, I don't know. See, it's a little expensive to me. If it were like half that, if it were $20, then maybe I'd buy three contracts for $60 um, just in the hopes that we see this run continue maybe throughout the day-to-day -day into, into next week. Um, but other than that, I, I don't know if there's like a good, smart way to play this AMC move. Um, yeah, I mean – I don't know, man. It, it, let's pull the chart back up there. <sighs> Every time it breaks down uh, and makes a new low, it seems like it has a pop shortly after. Um, maybe not shortly after, but it, you know, th this thing is liable to pop. Um, this is its biggest one-day move, though. I guess not including the other day, not including Wednesday, uh, whatever, day, whatever day that was. Was that Wednesday or Tuesday? Um, this is the biggest one-day move for AMC in a while. So, um, you know, the day is young, um, but I definitely wouldn't. I, so Aaron doesn't want to play the downside. I don't want to play the upside. I don't want to chase this thing up here. Uh, so I guess well, it just, I, I guess it's, it just it's not off. that I want to play. It's not like that I think that, uh, oh, my God, this is like for sure going to $40 or for sure going to $45. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that 
if the call options were a little bit cheaper, do I think there would be value in throwing like three contracts out there for $60 that could become worth hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, then yeah, I think there's value there. But do I think it's necessarily like smart or a good way to play it? No, not at all. But if if I had to pick one way to play this, right, that's what I would do. Um, but here, real quick, Spencer, I'm going to go ahead and show my screen. This is just yeah. uh, the, the COVID cases right now in the U.S. So this big yeah. bar right here, uh, more than 200,000 cases. This was on uh, Monday. So th- th- this number isn't necessarily like representative of what's going on because we see the, the COVID cases be higher on Mondays because they're catching up on reporting from over the weekend. Um, a, a lot of states don't report their cases over the weekend and they wait till Monday. So this is a little bit higher than what we could see. But even on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week, we see pretty much all of them, uh, 145,000 the past two days, be higher than the seven-day average of 120,000. And what we've seen in the past with these COVID cases is, is they're exponential. Once more people um, get COVID, that means there's more spread. It means more people have COVID, more people are getting COVID than those people that are the new people getting COVID. There's more of them to spread it to more people. So I expect this trend to continue into into next week. And of course, with the holidays, you have people congregating. Um, if if we go back to the all-time COVID chart, the absolute yeah, peak. I, actually, I, I'm glad you, I, was, I wanted to bring this up next. So I'm glad you went there. The absolute peak that we saw was last year, January 10th, about two weeks after Christmas. Um, so... Is there a chance that we, you know, continue to move higher into those weeks after Christmas? A hundred percent. Now, do I think that these rising COVID cases are going to have an impact on what we saw in the markets like back in March? What we saw? No, not at all. But like I said at the top of the show, there will be stocks that benefit from this. And I want to look at those stocks. Um, I want to determine kind of what the upside is on those stocks. Of course, you have your your classic COVID plays, your Zooms, uh, your Modernas, your Pfizer's. But I think there might w- be... W- will they benefit off rising COVID cases, though? It's sort of my... Qu- I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm sold on that idea. Well, that's why I, I think there are certain names that will, and there are certain names that won't. So I, I don't think it will be 100% of the stocks that benefited from COVID's um, rise throughout the last year and a half. These stocks, like Zoom, for for example, that um, Zoom's, Zoom's in stranger danger, right? But pull up a Zoom chart. Actually, that's you. You've got a base in Zoom. All right, that's something. I I think a lot of the the reasons why we've seen Zoom move down from its you know four hundred dollar a share level back in July to to less than two hundred dollars. Um, now is because just the fact that a lot of companies that are paying for Zoom may say, okay, we're going back to the office. We don't need this big of a Zoom plan. We don't need to continue paying for Zoom, et cetera. Um, a lot, I think we're going to see a lot of big companies kind of delay their, their back to We've already seen them delay their back to office. Maybe they're going all virtual again. I, I think we'll see some positive catalysts for Zoom uh, in the next two weeks or so. So what you're saying is, because Zoom, Zoom and all these other ones have already come out and, and tried to lower the bar for themselves going forward, then they've, they've said, yeah, next year is next year is not going to be as good as the last year was. What you're saying is, um, if 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 cases keep rising, then there's a chance that maybe even the first quarter of next year is better than they originally thought. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good take, Spencer. Um, I, I do also, I mean, look, the, the market share prices are driven by sentiment. We can clearly see in the chart what the sentiment for Zoom was from May 2020 to, to uh, July, right? The sentiment was, oh my God, this is you know, an incredible company. The stock's amazing and it went all the way up to $500. The net sentiment flipped. It was, okay, this is way overvalued. Uh, the use case for Zoom is dwindling. Um, it's still overvalued. I mean, frankly, I mean, look at the forward PE of 40, price of sales of 14. It's still rich. Okay, that aside, I think we'll see that sentiment start to flip again. Okay. All right. I, I, I don't know if I would. All right. I, I, I don't know if I agree. Um, and one of the reasons is, you know, I was talking, I think it was yesterday on pre-market prep. I was sort of hypothesizing, like, could we see more lockdowns? Can you pull up that, that COVID case chart again? Yeah. Yeah. I And my hypothesis was like, thank you. Um, like, obviously, we, we've spiked in the last couple of weeks. Uh, no, no, the one you just had up, actually. Sorry, uh, the all-timer, yeah. So my hypothesis, and I, I didn't think this through, it was just more of a talking out loud thing or thinking out loud thing, was like, hey, if we start getting to 250, 275, 300,000 new cases a day, that would be an all-time high. Um, if, and big if, because I obviously don't know, but if we start getting there, do we, do we see lockdowns? And the consensus was like, Probably not in the U.S., right? But um, what what if this happens? What if uh, daily cases do start making new highs? And what if instead of government-imposed lockdowns, it's more of a change in behavior type of thing, where it's like it's not like the government is telling us or telling businesses you have to close. It's like businesses saying, uh, "F this, we're going straight carry out. We're." We're shutting down this. We're shutting down in person. So it's, what if it's not necessarily the government telling you you have to, but if people are like, yeah, this is this is getting bad again. We don't want any part of this. And if that were to – so it's, it's not like a government-imposed lockdown, but it's like a self-imposed lockdown for, in, in, in businesses. And what if that happened? If, if that happened, then maybe what you were saying before does come to fruition where – there, there is a general general shift in sentiment towards the more stay at home stuff, and uh, we all go back to that that kind of a mentality we were in last summer. So I don't know, just a big if. Obviously, don't know if the cases are going to keep going up the way they are, but um, if you look at the chart, you can see this is uh, you know kind of a trend in the winter, right? It is flu season, um, and the Omicron seems to be spreading quicker. Uh, it's it's a good thing that it appears to be. Not as serious, uh, not as um, deadly, which is obviously the most important thing here. But, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. And, I mean, we, we, we can look at the empirical data. We can see what's going on on, on a macro level. But just in, in my, like, anecdotal experience, like, in my life right now, I know so many people with COVID right now. You do? It's, like, yeah. an incredible amount. Yeah. And it, oh, it's, that's, that's the other thing is it's so personal. So, like, you know a lot of people with COVID. I, I don't right now. And I also just had COVID like two months ago. So like, I frankly, like, you know, I'm, I'm not very concerned for my own well-being right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm feeling pretty okay about things, but that's just, that's just me that, you know what I mean? Like this, this whole thing is so personal that, um, and it sort of colors how, how, how you look at things. So I'm not 
feeling especially concerned knowing I just had the, uh, the virus and got uh, what is effectively uh, a, a, an extra booster when I had that. Um, and it just goes to show how that your situation can impact how you think. And I don't, you know. Don't worry, Shelly. I'm not. I'm not interacting with these people that I know have COVID. They're all like strewn about the country. I, I, I did just, find I, out. Yeah, I found out last time that my cousin has COVID. Actually, so get better. Well, I'm curious in the chat. Like, are you, are you guys in my boat or Spencer's boat? Where you know that, like, I, for some reason, it's just I have like five of like my close friends are like, oh yeah, I got COVID last week. You know, whatever. And none of them Damn. are like. Well, are they? They're not like six. Like, like no, yeah. I mean, they're, they're okay. fine. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I've never, to my knowledge, had COVID. Which yeah. is like surprising to me because I definitely wasn't the safest through a lot of yeah. uh, the, the first parts of COVID because I wasn't like I was in like my college time I wasn't living with my parents or anything so I wasn't too worried about it and um, I don't know knock on wood had good luck with COVID so far um, but, but yeah so so I again censor I said something very similar yesterday when I was talking about Darden I'm not very bullish on the idea that we'll have like the the countrywide lockdowns that we saw earlier I guess like a majority of states state by state but what I am uh, more confident in is that we will see certain companies self-impose uh, restrictions you know that's in, what I just said right yeah, that's what right, I said right, yesterday okay, though I okay, said like right. in, the, in the Darden case I said if if one waiter, has COVID and they go to yeah, work, then true. everyone on that wait staff. Yes. So they might try to get out ahead of that and protect that and stay and say like, okay, instead of our whole workforce getting COVID and we just have to shut down for two weeks, okay. let's just go carry out only and like and, and keep a little bit more distance in the kitchen, whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah. I think w it's way more likely that we'll see that we'll see companies themselves um, taking measures to protect their employees. That, that, that's that, that's fair. It, well, I don't know if they're if. They're going to be doing it to protect their employees or their bottom line, but they'll say they're doing it to protect their employees. Um, so here's the other side, though. You and I spent the last 10 minutes talking about COVID, right? The market does not care about that right now. It doesn't care at all. How do we know this? Just, just go, go look at the market today. Here, CCL, right? Ripping higher. Uh, rip is a strong word. Carnival's trading higher, right? I think those are all easy shorts right now. Royal Caribbean. Oh, no, that's not the one, Spencer. RCL. That's, yeah, that's the one. RCL. Look, higher. Easy let's go, shorts. Let's go to the In fact, I'm going to. Jets, Jets ETF, Airlines. Um, okay, not a good example. American Airlines, better example. Delta Airlines, better example. Airlines are up. Cruise lines are up. Um, a lot of moving parts out there. And so. I don't uh, buy that. You don't buy this. I don't buy that the market doesn't care about COVID right now. Go to Ooh. Zoom's chart. Okay. You want to go to today? Just yeah. To... Why is Zoom up 6%? Well, okay. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you asked. Now we're getting somewhere here. Okay. So um, prevailing uh, theory is this. If you are uh, beaten down, uh, piece of crap, stock this year, you're having a good day. Okay. We can look at ARKK. Right, growth. Look at growth. Look at ARKK today. From the open, I mean. I don't mean from the close. I mean from the open. Look at that. Series of green candles. Zoom we just looked at. Um, uh, what else? Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's a day for beaten down stocks and value, right? Uh, that's what it's a day for. It's not necessarily a day for, like, here, can we can we pull up? Um, Wait, how can you say it's a day for value when the Dow's down one and a half percent? Let's go. To, let's go to the DIA for a second. 
Um, all right, but like an arcs up. F- okay, but like l- l- look at IBM is value. It's like value tech, right? Uh, I, I I just feel like here, I, I have a bunch of notes on on, on our doc that I want to reference. Um, well, so here here's my point though. It's like I was going with where I was going with that was like Apple, right? Which I can't type Apple, right? Mega cap tech, not having a great day. Wait, that that's not. Yeah, okay. Is that right? Yeah, I guess that's right. How's Facebook doing today? Facebook's in the red. Apple's in the red. Google's in the red. Right? Amazon's in the red. Microsoft's in the red. Mega Cap Tech, although um, that popped off 10 o'clock. That's weird. Okay. So a lot of these things move, uh, reversed at 10 o'clock. But um, in the red for the day, it's just a, the overall sentiment of the, of the day seems to be like – Small cap, good, beaten down stocks. If if your stock has about gone across this year, you you might be having a decent day. Like, uh, look at Robinhood. Look at that reversal at ten o'clock, right? So, um, all right. I mean, you guys can say that that the market doesn't care about COVID. I I don't buy it. I think uh, if it doesn't today, it will uh, by next week. So so. What 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 do we know about okay let's take let's take Europe for example right Spencer we yeah. know European countries are more willing um, to, to impose yes. whether it's lockdowns restrictions regulations whatever you want to call it right yes last night the UK and France so two different countries in Europe announced that they had the most daily COVID cases. Not this year, yep. since the COVID-19 pandemic began in uh, mm-hmm. 2020, end of 2019. I got you. Do we think that's just not going to happen in the U.S. for some reason? No, no, it's certain, no it probably will. Right? Okay, but, so if but, we get to the point where we have the most single-day COVID cases yeah. in the United States yeah. that we've had ever, yeah. you don't think Zoom's going to benefit from that? You don't think Exxon Mobil, you don't think the, these stocks that got beaten down because of COVID in the first place are again going to, to move lower? You think the market just doesn't care about that? Well, because now that we've played this game before, like in Zoom. I'm not saying Zoom's going back to 500. I'm saying, like, I think it'll go up to, I don't know, 240. I feel like it, I think we'll see a twenty percent, thirty percent move. I feel like, it, I feel like it. it would just take more than it would take more than record cases. It it, it would take a gen, record cases on its own. Um, is not enough, I think, because Zoom is so. Maybe they're all liable for a. You know what? Maybe that's a good excuse for a, for a squeeze, right? And maybe that's a good excuse to to decide to rep Zoom higher to two fifty. I think Zoom's too big to squeeze. But I no I I just mean like you know when I say a short squeeze like I just, the algo start picking it yeah, up yeah 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 like maybe that maybe all time highs in, ca- in in new cases is an excuse to rip zoom to three hundred maybe I could yeah I could see that because we've been actually we've been wondering when the carnage will end so maybe maybe that's an excuse right there maybe that's not a bad reason to decide to rip zoom or rip teledoc right what's tele how's teledoc doing right now so yeah decide to rip teledoc to 150 you know maybe um but and again i'm not i i think like as like reiterating the point i think we'll see more so uh companies themselves imposing 
you know, restrictions, saying, okay, we're going to go work from home for two weeks just, just to stop this spread, whatever it is. And also state by state, right? I, I think we've, we've already seen California uh, reinstitute like an indoor mask mandate. So if we get to that point where COVID is spreading that rapidly again, uh, is it possible that California does implement a, a new lockdown, you know, COVID restriction? 100% is possible. And a large chunk of the U.S.'s economy, it runs through California, especially in the tech sector. So um, while I'm not bullish that that we'll see, a, you know, big U.S. lockdown, like, like from a, a federal nationwide standpoint, state by state, company by company, 100 percent, I think it's possible. OK, I, I, I just don't know if we can necessarily assume a rise in cases would 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 mean oh yeah zoom back to 300 teledoc back to 150 um it, you know it could happen but i feel like it would it, it, we would need more than and i see that. people in the chat talking about omicron not being as serious i understand i'm well aware of that it doesn't matter that there's still going to be an emphasis for leaders to try to stop the spread you can't just say okay it's not as big of a deal so we can just go willy-nilly and, and let uh, everyone get it. If you're in a position where you are in charge of other people's lives and those people have families, you're in a position where you, you make tough decisions. And, and some of those may be, um, hey, look, let, let's stay home from the office the next two weeks. Um, yeah, there's just a lot going on. I'm looking at it today specifically, and there's just a lot going on out there, right? You got you, the banks are, are, are getting smacked around. Big tech is not having a good day. Um, frankly, there's a lot more red than there is green. But there's a lot of internal moving parts under the surface, right? We talked about it's kind of I feel like it's a day for value. Is that just me? I mean, maybe I'm just, I'm just king in on IBM for whatever reason, but I feel like it's 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 a day a day for value. Um, well, when I think of value, I think of like the big banks. I think of big oil companies. Um, uh, OK, I could I, I could be wrong there in that case, because the banks are down Berkshire Hathaway, which has been like a monster these past couple of days. Yeah, Burke B reached new all time highs. Right. Which Berkshire, means Berkshire Hathaway is down today. So, all right. I, you know, I don't know, man. It, 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 it's it's mixed out there. It's mixed out there. It's mixed out there. We're, here, let's pull up a Burke chart. There we go. Yeah. Burke's been let's pull up a daily on Burke. Been on a run. I mean, yeah, you. you Aaron just said all-time highs, right? Is that right? All-time highs? In Burke? Probably. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's coming It's coming off a little bit today, but I don't know. Pfizer is, is Pfizer. I don't know. Pfizer's value, right? I don't know. J&J's value, but they had some. They had some Ooh, J&J had some bad they, news. They had some tough, <laughs> Again, tough, how can they? Tough they're probably. News. I, I would love to sit in on like the C-suite meeting of of Johnson Johnson right now because they're like, seriously, guys, how could we fuck this up again? The same thing. It was. It's the same problem as their initial vaccine rollout. That there were blood clots. Uh, well, yeah, nothing. It wasn't new. It was just they just gave people the same vaccine that they knew this existing problem had. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know like the inner workings. Well, of- I will say the the original reason why they like stopped giving the J and J vaccine for a while it was kind of, like it was so rare in nature. It was like six people got it out of like five million people that had gotten the vaccine. You know, it was yeah. like you had literally like a one in a million chance, which means that if you had given it to every, if you had given the Johnson and Johnson vaccine to every single person in the country, it'd be like 350 people would have that problem, and the rest of the 350 million people would be fine. Um, so it was definitely really rare, but still not a good look for J&J compared to Moderna, uh, Pfizer. 
Um, okay, I... Shoot, I screwed this one up, I think. I have been watching Palantir, all right, for, for a little while. Uh, and I noted, damn it, I definitely, I definitely fucked this up. Um, and I, and I said, okay, it looks like it's, it looks like it's a range bound stock. Speaking of like story stocks and stocks that are out of store, you know, out of favor this year. Um, this is, this is not a reopening or a stay at home trade or whatever. It's, it's kind of its own thing, I feel like, but, uh, it's been on this range. I said I would buy it when we got to the bottom of the range. I, I, you know, the low was like 17 and change and. Uh, so we're up today a little bit. How about we'll do this? Well, why don't I throw out an order for Palantir? Just to, just to take a shot at 18. Gets down to 18. What say you about that? Take a shot at Palantir? At 18. Throw out an order at, at 18. Are you, okay, give me a time frame. Are you liking it for like a swing trade or long term? Uh, swing. Okay. I yeah. like it. Yeah? Okay. It's, Palantir is a good stock to trade. I don't. Uh, a lot of people love this stock long term. I I honestly don't really like. I'd rather just stick trading Palantir at swing trades and, and not uh, worry about it as a long term investment. That's my personal opinion, not for investment advice. Um, oh, Ryan D, thank you for that. Good note. I haven't been on the platform today. Um, okay, hey, it's noon. Do we want to look at my portfolio? Yeah, we do. Also, we do. shout out. Uh, Serena in the chat, nurse practitioner. Serena. Hero, we'll give a round of applause for Serena. Thank Serena, God let, bless let you. us know in the chat what you're, I mean, because I gave my anecdotal of what I've been seeing with just a lot of my friends having COVID and stuff right now. I don't know. So what we've seen with a lot of the hospitalizations and stuff, it's kind of a trailing, right? We'll see the cases rise first, then we'll see the hospitalizations and deaths. Uh, numbers come well, in like if, weeks later. If, if Omicron is serious like that, which we don't. Well, I also don't know how, like, what percentage of new COVID cases are Omicron. Are they all Omicron? Because that's what people <sighs> that are telling me it's not serious want me to believe. Is they're saying, uh, you know, hey, Omicron's not that serious. Okay, but if what if only twenty percent of these new cases are Omicron, the other eighty percent? Well, are, I don't know. Well, all I can do is tell you what my experience was, and when I tested positive, I was like, "Hey, do I is this Delta?" And there, and she basically told me, "Is like we, we don't know. We could test you for Delta. Like we could like run it through and and see if it's Delta specifically. It would take like weeks for that to happen. Uh, but you have neck pain, which is a common uh, symptom with Delta, so we're just going to assume you have the Delta variant." And I was like, "All right, that's fine by me." So I assume I Delta. I don't really know. I think I, I don't really know how you determine what variant you have. Well, we can. I, I think we can safely infer that a lot of these cases are Omicron because yeah. they've said that it's more contagious and spreads faster, right. but not as severe. So essentially, right after we got that news, then we see the COVID cases rising. It would make sense. But I'm just saying that we, we don't know for sure. You know, so it's not safe i think to say like oh my god all these new cases are omicron they're not a big deal because for some people they undoubtedly will be a big deal yes that no that's that's true i mean you know we know that the the unvaxxed are, are, are more vulnerable so we hope that you don't get it obviously but it's good news that it's yeah and shout out firat king he's giving me a shout out for calling rivian put that was or to me call 
I don't know what you're saying. Either way, shout out Firat for, for giving me the Rivian call. I, I played that, made about 100% on that. All right, so I've never actually shared my portfolio before, um, the, or the, the, the entire thing. So uh, it's the end of the year. What the hell? This is actually going to be, I think, one of our last shows of the year cause, uh, with the both of us because I'm out. Well, no, Aaron's out uh, part of next week, and I'm out the week after. Uh, so this will be one of the last shows with both, both of us here for the year. So, like, you know, as a little present, might as well show my portfolio. So let me make sure I'm not – yeah, shut up, Sadat. <laughs> Sadat's right. Okay, uh, here we go. Let me make sure I'm not sharing my account number. No, I don't think I am. Okay, so this is my, like, main – let's change the view here. Uh, th this is my uh, – no, let's just go full screen. This is my main, like, Fidelity account, Okay. Um, this is the one that I like paid the most attention to. Um, and there are going to be things that, you know, I'm long that I'm, that are not here. And I, I will get to those in a second. Uh, but th this is the main account, uh, my main taxable account. So I have it sorted by allocation, right? The, the things that I own the most of, uh, as a percentage of my overall portfolio. So you can see, obviously 47% is VOO. That shouldn't be a surprise. Cause I talk about that a lot. Um, fourteen percent is VEU. This is the uh, the Vanguard International um, stock one. This actually has been kind of a laggard. Um, if you want to compare these two, I think when I when I originally bought them, uh, I made uh, VOO forty percent and VEU twenty percent of my portfolio. So VOO is dramatically outperformed VEU. Um, so I, I have some cash. Right, I, I, I like to keep some cash. Always have a, a, a little bit of cushion there. So, I've got about nine to ten percent uh, in cash. There we go. So those are my three largest holdings: VOO, VEU, and cash. Now let's get to the fun stuff. Right, Disney is my largest stock holding. This portfolio, it's four point five percent of my portfolio. You can see my my cost basis. I think I've bought it a few times. There, some my cost basis is uh, one forty two forty on Disney. Um, whoops, hold on. Sorry. Um, Sadat, hold on, man. No, no, Sadat, that was just the top two. Give me a break, all right? There's more ETFs. Relax. So uh, I've got here a uh, sweep account. That, that, that's, that's cash, too. Okay. Now we're getting to the, the other stuff. Cyber, your cyber security ETF. I got a little bit of that. That's about 2%. 5G, FIVG, another 2% here. That's another ETF. Now we got all my cannabis plays, right? Not all of them. Uh, but Green Thumb, 2%. True Leaf. 2%. ARKW, 2%. ESPO, eSports, about 2%. Cresco, a little uh, a little less than 2%. Cure Relief, same thing. Uh, this SRVR, I was very bullish uh, when I bought that. It, it's a small one for me. It's a, you know, 1.8%. Uh, that's your, like, your server rooms, your, like, your server real estate, basically. Uh, I bought a smidge of UFO. I, I may I may cut that, um, and then I bought one share of Berkshire Hathaway, just in case we have an in-person meeting next year and I get invited, because I'm a shareholder because I want to go to Omaha. Um, so this is the main portfolio. This isn't everything. I'll get to the other stuff in a little bit, but this is the main thing. Okay. So you can see it's it's about sixty percent of the top two, and when you factor in the other ETFs, right? The Cyber, the 5G, the ArcW, the ESPO, the Server, the UFO. I am probably in the 70% ETF ballpark um, or, or more. So uh, that's the main portfolio. The second portfolio 
that I have, um, I kind of look at it as like my overflow portfolio. Because I do like to keep, as I said, like some cash cushion in, in that one. So um, I have a second portfolio that it's not actually, full disclosure, it's not actually my money. It is, it, it, it is my parents' money that they just threw in an account and they said, Spencer, you can mess with this. Don't, don't fuck it up for us, is basically what they said. Don't screw this up. But you can, you know, do things if you want. So I said, okay, I'm going to do that. And I have to now share that screen for you. Give me one second. Uh, okay. So this one is like my overflow, right? It's, it's, it's got way fewer positions and way more cash. Let me make sure I'm not sharing the account number first. Okay, here we go. So this is the overflow account, right? Obviously, a lot of cash, right? 70% cash. But oh, uh, we could do some things with this, Spencer. No, again, this is not my money. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, but it's your pair. I mean, they're not going like, to okay. disown you. So if we make a few bad so, YOLO trades. So here, here's what I've got. I've got Airbnb, right? I got 50 shares of Airbnb. It's 10 percent of, of the portfolio. I've got PSCI. Um, this is the the small cap infrastructure, um, or yeah, small cap industrial play. I bought this when the infrastructure bill was being talked about. Um, it's been meh, meh. SoFi, obviously, I talk about that all the time. This is where the SoFi is. It's four uh, percent and 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 dropping. <laughs> Frankly, it's my biggest bag um, by a lot. Um, and then I've got PBD, which is this uh, this uh, clean energy fund that I also bought when the infrastructure bill was being discussed. That has not worked out for me. Uh, oh, and then I have Block, which I'm actually debating selling. Um, the Amplify blockchain ETF. I don't really remember why I bought that, to be honest with you. Um, so anyway, th- th- this is the fun where I, I I will kind of throw stuff in there. If I, if well, let's be real, Spencer. Yeah. It, your parents, right? Yeah. They would not have invested this money to you if they absolutely – like there's no way they were like, what is the safest thing we can do with this money? Let's give it to Spencer. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. So <laughs> – I think we take like I don't know, ten percent of the portfolio, which would be about seven grand. I I, I we have make some, we make some options. Yeah, I, I have leeway. I, I I can I can mess around. I just you know you know how risk averse I am, Aaron. I know. So like I know like like this is this is how crazy I've been. This is how crazy I got. I bought SoFi and I bought a couple of ETF and Airbnb. So that brings up a good a point though. If, if you're trying to be conservative and safe with your like, why SoFi? Like that's such a speculative. No, here's the honest truth. When it comes to that extra account, I don't really have a plan. That's the guy's honest truth. I don't really have a plan for that account. It's so, again, it's not really, it's not my money. I kind of like, if I have a stock uh, and I want to buy it. And I like don't want to mess with the allocation in the main account. I'll throw it in the other one, the other the overflow one. That's the account where I bought Starbucks. I just sold that one like, uh, well, I sort of like a month ago. I think I sold Starbucks. What you could do too is if we if we, <laughs> Sadat saying I hope they aren't looking at this. If 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 you, if we Yolo trade right, some dude, some, some options. Dude, in there. I can't. I, I know. Okay, I, I'm I just can't. saying hypothetically we did. Say we lost uh, a, a good amount of money. Yeah. What I mean, what are the odds they never bring it up? 
No, oh, oh no, they get the statements. Are you kidding me? They okay, get, the, they get, they get yeah, the they statements. get the statements. Oh no. Okay. Um, right, and Christian is asking is bringing up uh, the the money point because the account is not in my name. Okay, so we're we're talking a different tax bracket here. So I'm not I'm not too active in that account. I'm I don't do a lot of selling. I've I've only sold. Let's see, I sold a Starbucks in that account. To I I, I took a gain there. Uh, that that's the account where I bought Bill Ackman's back that I sold at, uh, at a loss. Um, uh, I don't know. I I really I don't mess with that one too much. I mostly just buy and 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 hold. Um, the the other account, the main one, is the one that I'm actually like interested in. Right, the, I'll, I'll bring that one back up on the screen. That's the one that I I pay more attention to. Um, comp- uh, you know. Uh, pay more attention to all of the two right so which one was that that was this one so they, this is the one that actually that actually matters because th- this one is my money so uh this is the one that actually matters to me um so there there you go i i, I hope we all learned something i i, I don't uh, i don't know if we learned anything but fear out <laughs> i kind of like brendo's comment well, um brendo's uh, he, he says something and what, what, just like what, buy a Bitcoin this one, it, you know? <laughs> this comment, yes, Brando, that that's the no, idea. No, no, go, go higher, go higher. no. <laughs> he no, said he'd no. buy half a Bitcoin, three Ethereum's, something else, and honestly, like, yeah, you could just you know snag a Bitcoin. Every time I've brought up, I've broached the idea of buying Bitcoin with like my mom's, my parents' money, like they freak out. They're like, no, 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 no. You know, the last time no. I told my dad to buy a Bitcoin was when bitcoin was at three thousand dollars and i'm sure he wishes he listened to me so chris yeah no i mean does he does he though because i don't know because my parents don't understand it and don't care to understand it so he he does now because he's invested now but yeah uh christian timing is everything man i will i'm gonna be the first to admit that i'm a lucky son of a bitch okay wait you don't have any losses in your main account um no, but that's not because I'm a genius. Just, just, just to be clear about something, that is not because I'm a genius. Yeah, I'm just surprised all the cannabis companies are up. Well, like, when did you get in on them? Like super early? Uh, I mean, you can see my cost basis here, right? So the the cost basis is 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 uh is is this column. So for Curly for Cresco, it's four dollars. Curleaf, it's five dollars, right? True Leaf is twelve. Green Thumb is nine. So I was up a lot. Let's, let's be clear, I was up a lot more. Than I am now. I roll these things up, and I've also written them down. Just to be clear about that, it, it, it's not as great as it looks. It looks this looks amazing in February. I'm sure all of yours, all yours did too, right? I was up so much money in February; it was stupid. Um, anyway, it's been yeah, you know, story of story of two years basically. Um. Some, I, I don't know. I just saw someone in the in the chat was hopefully kidding around. They said AB a, a is Benzinga's Jim Cramer. I don't know if you saw, but I saw like a list on Twitter yesterday of like all of the stocks Jim Cramer had like pitched in 2021. I don't know if it was all. Yeah, I, I, he, he pitched so many though. I know. So that's why I don't to... think the list was actually all of them. It was like yeah. all like the biggest losers, and a lot of them were down like 70%. Yeah, show me the, the, win- the winners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the stock was, or I don't think that list was truly like every stock he had pitched because there's no yeah. way it was a list of like 30 stocks and every single one was. See, what people do with Kramer is they like find a time where he said, oh, I like the stock. He made like an offhanded comment. 
right? Like, oh yeah, it's a good stock. And well, he it, did say for for Didi, he said go out and get as many shares as you can, and that didn't end up looking. So yeah, you can like pick and choose. But then he's been touting Nvidia like for a very long time, and obviously if you followed him on Nvidia, you've done very well. Uh, yeah, that's true. Wait, uh, Anthony, um, it's supposed to say thirty, thirty, thirty. Uh, he's not, just saying a lot less diverse. He's saying more consolidated and hold-ins. What, what, I'm supposed to be? Or? No, he's just saying it, it, he, he's kidding around. He's saying he's oh. not used to looking at such a, a diversified portfolio. Diversification rules the day. This is why I don't sweat it when, when Arc W, like, you know, spends 10 straight months going down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, Gr granted, granted, you know, if you looked at this thing February in February, Arc W was like 5% of my portfolio. Right. I think on the I, I think on the flip side, I, I do I truly think that uh, diversification is kind of overrated. Not if well, it, it, it depends. It depends on your goals, right? That, that's what we want to talk about. Like if your goal is to get ten to fifteen percent a year, sure. Like have a very diversified portfolio. Try to to stay in line with the market. Whatever you can just buy, put a recurring investment into VU or into the S and P five hundred or into the VTI. But if your goal is to, like, really, like, grow wealth and make a lot of money, the only way to do that is to, like, have a few consolidated positions that you go big on and those end up working out. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not the only yeah, one, yeah, right? Yeah. No, like, no, like, no, no, no. Do, do you want to you see a crazy thing? Uh, so my, my one-year rate of return on my account, you know, you guys just saw the account. It's all green. I'm up in everything. My one-year rate of return is still not as good as the S&P 500. I've underperformed the S&P 500 this year. If I only owned SPY, I'd be doing better. Right. <laughs> what are we even doing here, guys? You know what I mean? SPY has crushed me this year. Not crushed me, but it's beaten me. You know what I mean? Yeah, Orion D is right. Aaron Breeze, yes. You guys, are, you guys are right. Well, it's not just me. It's not just like, oh, this is how I feel. Like, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, like they, or Charlie Munger calls diversification diversification. Because what you do is you, you, if you pick twenty stocks and you are dead right on two of them and they end up up a hundred percent over the next five years, what you've done is you've diluted those gains by picking other eighteen stocks that aren't performing that well. So it, it's like if you're two for twenty, yes, right. I'm just yeah. a hypothetical situation, obviously. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and Shelly is saying if Vu crashes, I'm screwed. You know what, Shelly? If Voo crashes, Shelly, you know what? If Voo crashes, we are all screwed. Not just me. <laughs> I will take that risk. And Voo's not going to crash. Best, worst case, it's Ronan, Ronan put it beautifully. Diversify to keep your money. Concentrate to make more money. Yes. It's all about, yes. It's all about how risk-averse you are, you know? If yes. you want to... Um, and, and for me, like, I'm on it. Like, I'm in a position where I'm able to... Uh, to take on more risk. Why? Because I don't have a family I I'm providing for. I'm I'm 24. Me neither. I yeah, I don't have kids. You know, I I'm not I'm not doing that either. Okay, well maybe you're just less risk averse for I don't know. Maybe people are just different on a risk scale, I guess. Yeah, no, but like Aaron's right. Like you you have to you should while you, when you're young you should definitely take chances. No doubt about that. You should take some chances. When you're young is the time to do that. The time to do that is not when you're 50, obviously. Right? I, I want to be in a position where I'm, like, 50 one day, and I'm be like, yeah, I invested in 
so and so in 2021. I invested yeah. in SoFi back yeah. when, when it was ten dollars a share, and my, well, my I, kids are going to be like, oh. I, f- I feel like I've swung the bat. I own SoFi. I own Airbnb. I've got an Ark fund in there. I've got a lot of growth. Okay, I've got a lot of growth. I got ca- I got four cannabis stocks. Yeah, granted they're small pieces, but I've got four of them. You know what I mean? So. Um, Proton's right too. Spencer has a lot of, of value in not being upset when, when yes. he sees Arc down. Like there, Dude, there is value in that. There, there has to be a price dollar amount that you <laughs> can, can equate to that and say, hey, how much am I willing to pay so that I'm not stressed <laughs> the fuck the out every time? So and so. Um, that's funny, Sadat. Um, yeah, this is why I, I'm sweated when. Dude, Arc, any of the Arc funds are literally Exhibit A as to why diversification is important because um if you owned arc last year obviously uh and, and you had all your money in it you had a great year but if you didn't sell this year it sucked right so i don't think like like i, I think what kathy was doing is amazing right um but it's not her fault that some people out there have all of their money invested with her that's not her problem her problem is just to find growth right um, and yeah, there are going to be times where growth outperforms and growth underperforms. And the way you like survive that is by not having all your money in with one person. Just a thought. Just a thought. Now, I want to back up here too because someone earlier in the chat, while I was talking about different COVID plays, um, yeah. said something along the lines of that a lot of these, and we talked about it with Zoom, the stocks are, are are still expensive. But I'm not looking at just all these stocks that ran during COVID the first time, right? Um, I do think there are stocks out there that may not be that overpriced that could still benefit. Um, one that's gotten beaten down to a point where it's actually very much not expensive, especially compared to other stocks in its industry, uh, is Activision. Uh, it's been beaten down for good reason. The, the company has very big problems in terms of management, uh, lawsuits, what's been going on. But um, I think Spencer's pulling up the chart right here. It's gotten all the way down to $60. Now looking at it, it's got a, a PE of about 17, in between 17 and 18, which is ridiculously low for a, a tech video game company. Could mm-hmm. Activision be one of these companies that gets a couple positive catalysts out of uh, rising COVID Good cases? Weekly. Yeah, Activision is one where it's like, we could look back at this and be like, oh my gosh, you, you could have bought this at 60, at 60. Well, it's it's like it's like a pendulum. It's like a big pendulum uh, thing, right? So on one side, we've saw we've seen it getting beat down. Why? Because we, there's all these lawsuits about the way they treat their employees, uh, lack of diversification. But what happens if that swings back to the other side, and now they have a new COO, and he's saying, okay, we're gonna uh, put a big emphasis on diversification, all these things that were problems for ATVI. What if what if ATVI becomes leaders in that space in, in regards to things because they're putting a new emphasis i'm not saying it's going to happen but it's a possibility Bro. yeah this is why trading is hard though and everyone who says oh yeah i'll just buy it lower dude buying lower is hard okay, so, who, okay who, so, who wants to buy you want to buy activision now it is hard so, so it was darren that that uh said something about how, how a lot of these plays like zoom still had high PEs and they were still expensive and he's saying he likes activision too so darren i, I think we agree here that's what i'm saying is find these stocks that aren't necessarily super expensive um, that could also benefit from what's going on on a macro level. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is still very, this is very, very anecdotal. Do you want to know what all my friends are doing right now that are stuck at home with COVID? Playing COD. Playing Call of Duty. Yeah. And okay. they just put out a new map. I don't know if anyone in the chat plays Call of Duty. Let me know what you think about the new map. I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but I'm looking forward to this weekend. 
Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. This is one that that seems like a could be it could be a good move. And the chart, if if, if we keep yeah. seeing some the, some green days, the dude, chart looks good too. Dude, buying after buying on the way down is so freaking hard. You know, everyone's. I bet you there are people. Maybe I was staying at a hundred. If you asked me, you know, in June, would you buy Activision at sixty? I probably would have said, heck yeah, I would have bought Activision at sixty. Well, now it's at sixty, and. Swigging at that pitch and the you know it, it, it's not that easy, bro. It ain't that easy. I I it's hard to buy a stock when it's down forty percent. Hurt Scrambler saying EA is better. I actually I don't love EA as far as like out of the different video game stocks out there. I think EA's yeah. got some kind of big problems. I I know I don't yeah. know what's going on with FIFA. The, the day announced they're, they're not making a new FIFA game or no or, no they. Oh no! They no, lost no, no, their... no, they lost the license. They, they lost the FIFA license. Is is what happened? Yeah, so right. that's going to be a big deal. I mean, FIFA is a huge revenue driver for EA. Take two, yeah. I love, but it, it, take two, two is a lot more expensive in terms of PE compared to Activision. Um, take two has a has a lot of things going for them. Of course, if you're buying Take Two, you're waiting for that Grand Theft Auto Six Catalyst eventually, which Take Two has already kind of. Uh, tried to uh, dampen expectations about like when that will come, um, but I, I've talked about this before. You go on Twitch, you see what the most watched games are. What is it? G Grand Theft Auto Five is uh, is one of. All right, so so here let's do this. All right, so right now on Twitch, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Uh, Ninety-seven thousand people are watching Fortnite. Seventy-five thousand people are watching Call of Duty Warzone. And who? And how many are watching Benzinga right now? Uh, not that, not as many as. Not as many as Call of Duty. Yeah. You're saying we're not as fun as Call Grand of Duty. Grand Theft Auto Five has 170 thousand viewers, so almost double what what Call of Duty has right now. Grand Theft Auto Five came out in. 2005. No. No. 10, no 2013. 2000? Okay. So it's still it's eight years old, and it is one of, if not the most watched game on Twitch right now. Incredible. Absolutely incredible, and Take Two also has has two K. I have a confession to make. I've never played Grand Theft Auto. Really? I've never played Grand Theft Auto. Sorry, is that bad? I've never done. No. I've never played Grand Theft Auto any of them in my life. No. San Andreas, never. I was. I I never like my parents were never like super strict about like what video games or like media I consumed, movies I watched and stuff. But like I I wasn't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto until I was like thirteen or something. <laughs> All right. And I always wanted to because I would go over to my friends. It, 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 I think it was more fun for me because I only got to play Grand Theft Auto like when I went to one of my friends that had it and only dude. got to play it for like an hour. That's and then it. I'd get home and like want to play it more. And then once I finally could have it myself, I had it. And I was like, yeah, this is fun, but I'm not going to like play it that much. Dude, it's a, it's a su supply demand. Exactly. It's a, you have limited supply, so the demand was higher. I know. And then once I had unlimited supply, demand. Uh, demand dried dropped. up. <laughs> demand dropped. Funny how that happens. Um, did get word that uh, our, our first guest at 12.30 may not be joining us. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Spencer, if you want to check your Slack. Okay. Uh, but you are in good hands with producer AB and Spencer Israel. Maybe we'll get a guest appearance. Yeah, 12, you said 12.45. You said maybe 12.45. That's fine. Okay. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, you want to do a quick uh, crypto update? We haven't talked crypto at all today. Like yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah, and then we'll do another check-in on AMC. 
Um, <laughs> we're checking on AFC. Ooh, sure. Grand Theft Auto might be a metaverse play. Patrick Starr says, I like that. That is a game. That Grand Theft Auto is, if, if I had to pick any game to like go into the metaverse and play in. It'd be, it'd be GTA. That'd be one Five. of them. Because you can do whatever you want in it. Yeah. All right. All right, what's the good word here? We got uh, Luna is up and everything else is down. <laughs> Avalanche. Uh, Avalanche is up. You're right. Avalanche and Luna. Wait, what is Luna again? I'm sorry. I'm. I'm it's Terra. Okay. Um, Bitcoin down. ETH down. Solano down. Uh, Doge. Where's Doge on here? Uh, flirting with seventeen seventeen cents. We're flirting with it. Everything is down. What else is there to say about it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, Luna. I don't own any Luna. Should I? I don't know. Wait, wh what was the other one? The other, um, like, clean one you mentioned? Not Solana. Solana and Cardano. No, there was a third one, I thought. Not Cardano. What was the... Mm. I don't know. It's a good question. Shoot, Cardano's down almost 5% today. Solano's down 3%. There's, I thought there's one more like clean crypto. Shoot. Whatever. Anyway, here's your heat map for the day. Take it or leave it. F personally, I like seeing days like this because I'm like dollar cost averaging into crypto. So. Uh, maybe it was Avalanche. I don't know. I'm dollar cost averaging into crypto. I'm buying at the same. I'm buying like every month or whatever, right? So, um, the lower it goes, the cheaper I get it. <laughs> so selfishly, I don't mind this. Um, the m I, you know what's frustrating though is like every morning on pre market prep, I get I have to listen to Dennis and Joel say crypto is a risk asset. It's it's gonna crash if 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 the market goes down. Like maybe they're right. I don't know. I I don't know if I have the stomach for Bitcoin at at 10k. Honestly, you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to take that kind of heat or Ethereum below a thousand. That'd be pretty brutal. Wait, you wouldn't buy it or you wouldn't sell? I'm. I, I mean, I, I don't have the stomach to like watch it go down. To there. watch it go down like that, you know what I mean? Maybe I do. I don't freaking know, man. I mean, what I what, what website is this? This is Bitcoin. Bitcoin. This is Benzinga.com/slash/crypto. Benzinga.com/slash/crypto. That's what this website is. This is Benzinga, baby. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What was your thought? I I just think we're getting to a point where there is an argument to be made that it's like oh, like Bitcoin and Ethereum are acting as like other legacy assets. Like we saw it the other day when when the rest of the market ripped higher after the FOMC meeting. What did Bitcoin and Ethereum do? They ripped higher. Yeah. No, I'm like operating under the idea that like if the market were to go sideways for a long time or go down for a couple of years crypto could could be a decent hedge in the long term in the short term no of course not on any given day no any given week no but like well you go out long enough yeah i'm that's kind of what i'm banking on um and and you guys said swing the, you told me to swing the bat this is me swinging the bat okay this is me so i i've got three different cryptos granted not a lot but i'm i'm, I'm getting more all right uh, you know how else you can get more crypto? It's very, very easy. Bitcoin specifically. All you got to do is go to the Voyager app, download it, open an account, and use the offer code ZING, Z-I-N-G. Fund your account with 100 bucks, make your first trade, and it'll give you $50 of Bitcoin for free. Check it out.
All right. That was a fun crypto update. Um, there you go. Okay. Checking on the market. How are we doing here? Aaron said we have to look at AMC apparently. So is AMC going? Is AMC what above 30? Oh, it is not quite above 30. We're at $29.40. 46 cents. 50 cents. 51 cents. Okay. So we're moving higher here. Um, flirting with the high in the day on AMC. Cool. Here's how I know that this trade is not related to Spider-Man. How's Cinemark doing today? How's CNK doing? Let's, let's pull that up. There's AMC. What about CNK? All right, 3%. Nah, that doesn't ex ex excite me. This CNK chart, oh my gosh. I'm just confused how like a movie having great, <laughs> like having great numbers can actually move. So, like, isn't that, it's, that it's, be, it's stupid. Shouldn't that be priced in that yeah. you're going to have movies that do really well? You would think so, wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> yeah, or IMAX. That's a good one, easy. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you, Avery? Yeah, that like, hey, every year we're going to get a couple movies that a lot of people go out and see. Like, that's how this industry works. Yep, yep. You would think so. Oh, man. I love it. Um, Okay. Uh, or, or Sony, right? Because Sony owns the rights. I don't freaking know. Um, dude, uh, how screwed? Seriously, though, like, how, how screwed are movie theaters? Like, they're, they're screwed, right? In general? Yeah. Oh yeah, like they're 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 totally they're, oh, yeah. they're totally screwed. I do like there are some like innovative things that some movie theaters, I think AMC included, are doing, um, like ha housing live uh, sport. You know, you can go to a theater and watch like a UFC, you know, stuff like that. I think yeah. could keep them around like a little bit longer, but um, it'll be I'll, I'll be curious to see kind of long term on a macro level what these companies like Sony, uh, like Disney uh, are doing. Also. I don't know why this is just reminding me because we're talking about Sony. Do you know the first movie uh, that, that comes to mind for me that had a big virtual rollout as opposed to an to a in-theater, in-person rollout? You, you mean like a streaming rollout? Yeah. Um, you the Dictator? <laughs> it, no, it's not that. It, I think you're thinking of the same movie I'm thinking of, but it's not The Dictator. Oh, no, the one with Seth Rogen. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. That's, 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 what, that's what I'm talking about. Is that uh, what you're talking about? You, no, you're, think, you're thinking of The Interview. The Interview. The yeah. Interview. Yep. Sorry. I didn't think you'd get that. Okay. Oh, but I, I, I kind of did. You kind of did. I kind of did. You kind of did. All right. Yeah. I, knew, I knew you were on the right track. You were thinking of the right movie. You yeah. just didn't have the right title. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you guys recall back in like 2014, 2015, Sony... Uh, was was making a movie with James Franco, Seth Rogen about North Korea. There yeah. was a big, uh, like the Sony got hacked. North Korea threatened if they said, "Hey, if you yeah. put this out in theaters." So it, instead of Sony backing off, they said, "Okay, instead of uh, putting it out in theaters, we're just going to put it out online and let people stream it." And that yeah. was the first movie in my lifetime that I saw have like a virtual streaming uh, rollout. And that was in, again, 2014, 2015 flash forward five years. That becomes the norm because of a global pandemic. It's funny how, how things come full circle. Wait, Ford tracker wants to know how it feels to be in Citadel's pocket. Um, Me? I don't, I, I, it's warm in here. It is. <laughs> it's really warm and, they, and, and claustrophobic <laughs> as shit. And, and there's a lot of good benefits. Like, are you, wait, are you going on the private jet next week? I am. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no, dude, it, it, if we were in Citadel's pocket, I wouldn't be here. 
Wait, I, I'm so confused. Isn't I, I isn't Citadel one of the like for like hedge funds that gets like hit by AMC going up? No, they're a market maker. They make money either way. Okay. They make money either way. They don't give a shit if I, it goes okay, up th- or down. I think we're I think we're we're far enough removed from the from the original like GameStop AMC move. Yeah. I want to officially uh, dispel, throw away the whole like David versus Goliath narrative. Do you know who made the most money off those whole moves? There yeah. were a lot of retail Cit- traders that made a lot of money. Cit- Citadel and Virtue. Right. Yeah. Hedge funds, like yeah. big well, institutional firms. Well, the market makers are the ones that 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 probably made that made off the best. Right. The volume went through the roof, so the market makers did did okay. Sure, there are some hedge funds that got bl- that blown out. Surely. Um, Point seventy two. No. No. No, the other one. Um, shoot, guys, what was the name of uh, Gabe Plotkin's hedge fund? I don't even remember anymore. Wait, uh, Melvin. Kev- Melvin, Melvin. Thank you, Melvin. Yeah, that was the one. See, it's been so, it's been almost a year since that happened. If you can, if you can it was it. a great like story. The sentiment. I'm just saying, yeah. in reality, like the big guys continued to make big money, and there were some people that made a lot of money, and there were also people that lost a lot of money. Um, naked shorting is one of those. Po- it's one of those things where it's like. It's how do you prove that something doesn't happen? It, I, I, I'm I'm sure that there is some naked shorting out there, but it's also massively illegal, and I just feel like it, it's very very difficult to prove something doesn't exist. So it's sort of a catch twenty two there. But um, look, we're not against the AMC. We're really not. I, I no. Like we're I, not we're not against the stock, and even if we were, don't take it so personally. Uh, and yes, Beach Bomb, that definitely happened. Citron was like, okay, screw shorting. Citron got his face ripped off, and he was like, oh, okay. Uh, that was Andrew Leff, right? Yeah, Andrew Leff was like, we're we're done with that now. Um, Goldman Sachs says buy Ring Central instead of Zoom. Okay, thanks, Goldman. Um, what do they know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, dude, AMC could go wherever the heck it wants, right? We're not ag- we're not against it. I mean, but. Like if that's but, but, but Lion, if the AMC goes above a hundred, five hundred, I'll be happy. I'll love that. I'm not saying I. I don't know. If that's what, your strategy, the, hoping that that Wait, happens, can, can, can we rewind and say that if I'm playing this move, the only way I'd play it would be buying Yolo calls. That's true. He did. He said that like an hour ago. Yeah, I'm so confused where this like sentiment is that it's only, it's only I, one person in the chat. Don't I don't want AMC or GameStop to move higher. We don't have a dog in this fight, truthfully. Neither of us, Benzinga, we don't have a dog in this fight. We really don't. Um, I, I do want to say, though, just for full disclosure, I did uh, put my money where my mouth is, and I bought uh, calls on Zoom and Activision. Just now? Yeah, or a few minutes ago. They're up both up, by the way. Can we check in on Zoom real quick? <sighs> yes. You probably want more than a weekly. Yeah. Uh, you, you probably want this. What are we looking at now? Daily? This is an inner day. It's 15 minutes. Oh, see? So. I love that. Uh, you're not going to tell. I'm sorry. You got. You can tell me I'm wrong. I, you're not going to tell me that part of the reason that Zoom's up more than 7% today or whatever isn't in part because of rising COVID cases. Well, um, well let's see here. Peloton's having a good day. That's staying home. What else is staying home? Netflix. But Netflix is also... Mega Cap Tech, so it's kind of its own thing. What else is staying home? Uh, Roku, is that staying home? Nah. Uh, DocuSign. DocuSign. How's DocuSign doing? Mm, only up half a percent, two-thirds of a percent. DocuSign. 
Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if this is a stay-at-home thing, because look at the reopen. We already went through this. We did this dance already. Look at Carnival. They report earnings Oh, next I forgot. Week. I forgot. I'm going to do that, too. I'm going to short Carnival right here. They have earnings in like four who days. Should I, who should I, sh- who should Dude, I short out Carn- of? Carnival reports earnings next week. As, but don't they all, then? No. Okay. Carnival is off-cycle. Really? Yes. Can we go through that real quick? Explain that to me. No, it's just typically, you know, uh, all of the companies will report earnings around the same time. Uh, usually, it's like in the span of four to six weeks after the end of the quarter, right? I think that's usually what how the calendar plays out. And you get these, these three-week chunks every quarter where for three weeks there's basically a delusion. 95% of the companies will report earnings in those three weeks. And then there's always those like ones that are just random that are like not in the three weeks. There's like 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 Carnival. Nike is always super late, right? Micron is 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 off cycle for whatever reason. So there's all these this Costco reports super late. They reported FedEx is, was today. There's they're super late, right? So you get these random stocks that are like don't report with the rest of the market uh, for whatever reason. All right, so you went through your portfolio. Let's go through mine real quick. Um, up top here, I have a couple calls that I had expiring today that are essentially worthless. A Baba call, Ford call. Those were kind of calls that I made into the FOMC meeting, just like, oh, I think these names could rip. I think I had a chance to sell some of them for a profit, and I just held on to them. Okay. Um, these other ones are ones that I opened today. So this Activision $64 call, these all these both expired next Friday. Again, I my thesis here is I, I think we will we'll see more buying come into Activision over the next um, next week. Cru- uh, Carnival Cruise Line, you said they report earnings next week. Yeah, it's in like three days. We got we got an exclusive comment from the Carnival Clu- Cruise Line CEO yesterday. Um but I'm just not. I'm just not buying that they're going to be able to come out in guidance and say like, "Oh yeah, this this new wave of COVID isn't going to impact us." There's no way. That'd be complete bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'm with you on that one. This is Carnival. I'm sorry. This is Cinemark. Sorry, I'm, my chart. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Like the more the more new cases, the further that gets pushed out. Right, right. So yeah, and I think we're. I think it's not not even. A hot take to say that cases could end up getting to new highs, right? New cases. So if that were to happen, then yeah, the reopening, the cruise lines, the airlines, sure. I, I've I've seen tons of stuff on Twitter in the last uh, I don't know week. Um, events canceled, conferences moved virtual. J.P. Morgan has their big uh, healthcare conference every January. It's the J.P. Morgan. Healthcare conference, it's huge. It's one of the biggest investing events for healthcare of the year. They just move that virtual, right? A lot of people are moving stuff virtual or canceling, especially on the East Coast and the West Coast, on, on the coast, right? It's also bad in Michigan here. But um, yes, Carnival being up today flies on the face of that. So you're fading. You're fading today's move. Oh, yeah, 100%. It makes no sense to me. And I, I sometimes things seem like too obvious to me where it's like okay rising covid cases carnival is up this seems like such an obvious short i i must be wrong like someone out there must know something i don't know and i have to be wrong but i'm just playing my gut here and i'm saying hey look here i'll check in on zoom we, we just looked at it a second ago but 
can look, we can look at it again for you. Uh, it's up seven seven and a half percent still. So I, I I'm long with calls. So I'm hoping for another breakout before the end of the day. But even if we end up closing up seven and a half percent, I'm fine with that. And over the weekend, I think we'll we'll have a better idea of what's really going on with with COVID throughout the United States. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, in sports, Spencer, right? Yeah, there's a lot of sentiment. My sports world is my is, friend who plays on the Lions. He, he just told me today they got new COVID uh, like restrictions. That's exactly what we're talking about. Companies yeah. themselves self-imposing um, these restrictions to protect their bottom line and employees. Um, it's not a, a Michigan mandate that now my friend can't go out to, to public events or whatever. It's his employer. Right. So I think we're going to start seeing more and more of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, Mark, the realtor, thinks that AMC and Cinemark are, are going to like rip higher and halt today. Um, All off Spider-Man? I, I, yeah. I mean, Mark, good luck with that. Wait, easy, Mike. Express Bot needs more AirPods? Do they sell AirPods? I've- Yo, I'll never forget it, that stock. When I'll, Jason... Jason uh, I'll never forget Express Bot. For those that don't, don't know what happened... Um, he knew something. No, no, I, I don't really. I don't think he did. I really think. He <laughs> Wait, okay. Uh, let, let me pull up my chart. Let me pull up my chart. Okay, let's pull up Express Bob. Uh, so let, this was last summer. A, A, X, yeah, there it is. Okay, so this is last summer. This is summer of 2020. All right. Um, let me find the exact day. I, I, I can tell when the exact day was. All right, it was definitely like somewhere around here. So, yeah, I'm, yep, this is it. So. <laughs> We're on pre-market prep, okay? Um, and Jason Rasnick, our boss, is on the show with us, right? And he's just going through his portfolio, stocks he likes, whatever. Um, he called out this stock, this random stock, Express Bond, that nobody had heard of before. This is a company that had the, uh, the like, massage, um, what would you call them, kiosks in, 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 in airports, right? Um, and he said... Yeah, it's quite literally an Express Spa. Uh, hey, that's... Amazing how they got that name. So he he comes on our show and he's like, "Yeah, I think this this company could be involved with uh, COVID testing." And the reason I think that is because they just made. A, if you look through their press releases, they just uh, hired a couple of people, like a couple of uh, like doctors. And no sooner did he say that, maybe five minutes later, um, while he's on with us, Express Spa drops a PR saying that they're getting into COVID testing. And the stock rips higher. Um, on it hits a circuit breaker, and it was probably the craziest thing. Literally, he called it, and five minutes later, it happened. It was, and I'm pretty pretty sure that was it. It was June, it's like June seventh of, of last year. It was insane, and the stock just gapped up, um, basically like fifty percent or, or whatever it was in in five minutes. It was it was it was it was it was madness. It was wonderful. I don't think he knew because he was dumbstruck. Um. Anyway, uh, that's our Express Bus story. If you want us to find the clip, Easy Mike was there. It was, it, it, it was ridiculous. It was it was freaking insane. He literally said it, and then it happened. We'll we'll have to find that. Was that in twenty twenty one or twenty? No, that was in. It was last year. It was twenty twenty. I was yeah. gonna say maybe that'll make the, our our twenty twenty one best of video, but that was last year. Um, I, I so I I also going back to cruise lines. I have kind of a, a morbid thought. Oh gosh. I don't even know if I want to share it. No, you can say it. You can say it. We're all adults here. You can say it. It's very morbid. 
I've, I've, I have morbid thoughts every day. What is what are cruise lines like main demographic? Or people. What are there less of this year than there were last year? Or people. Well, there's less old people than there's always less old people. Yeah, but, there's, <laughs> but there's more or less old people, right? Because right. We, we've seen seven hundred thousand people pass away from COVID, and a, a lot of those people, yeah, are like over sixty. Yeah. Uh, well, does that not like reduce the the market opportunity for cruise lines across the board? No, nah, I don't think so. I, th- I think you're reading too much into this. Okay. See, I, um, I told you. I, would you be one of no. those? Would you be one of those people that uh, spends retirement just going from cruise to cruise to cruise to cruise? I don't know. I've only been on one cruise, and I was like twelve, so I think I got to go back uh, on another yeah, one soon. Yeah. I was with a guy last night who uh, said he was going on a cruise, like for the holidays to the Bahamas and stuff, and it it sounded uh, sounded amazing. No, uh, I'm not cold, Firat. It's actually like really warm under these lights. Yeah, it's freaking um, hot. If I went outside, I might be a little chilly. All right, so our, unfortunately, we just got word that our our, our first guest today uh, had an emergency and uh, he had to, uh, to to reschedule. So we'll get him back on at some point in the next few weeks here. But we do have a one o'clock guest, Tony Benson. Uh, will walk us through patterns and charts in a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. And then at one thirty, we're still doing trivia. We're gonna give away some free Benzinga swag with some holiday-themed trivia. I'm assuming somebody has seen the questions and approved them because I have not. So we're just gonna roll with it. But that, that'll be at one thirty today. So uh, check it out. What else have we seen out there? Uh, going catching up on the chat. Uh, Maybe that maybe we should do like Rohan. Maybe we should do a deep dive video where we uh, go on a cruise and say like this is what really goes on in a cruise. How much germ spread there is. No, oh, they're petri dishes, but they're still fun. I like cruises, man. I would totally go on a cruise. Not now, but like next year, I would do it. Yeah, I mean, shoot. but again, I also said that I'm not scared of COVID because I just remember had it, at the very so. beginning of COVID. Uh, what was it? A Royal Caribbean ship where they like wouldn't let people off the ship did a lot of, it was i think it was diamond princess which is owned by carnival that would be that, that would be, that be that like my legitimate nightmare i would be I, I i would try to find a way to get out okay i would like take a lifeboat and just okay. leave okay i i could not imagine that i would not have be having a good time just trapped on a boat just I don't know. I'm sure some people would love it. Say like, "Oh, our cruise got extended seven days. We're just chilling on this boat. We've got free food and all this." But like, I would, I would not be a happy camper. All right, there's a lot of crap that's up today, trading up today. Like, like I talked about Tiger this morning being like the one I wouldn't buy, of all the crap. But look at up fintech today. Oh wait, wait, wait. Go back to uh, go back to Activision on intraday chart. We've, we're we're approaching an important number. We hit resistance earlier this morning at 61.92. We're currently at 61.88.89.91. What, what kind of resistance is this? Like, just what are you looking at? Just what, what are we looking at? This is a daily. Oh, go go back to uh, go, go to like a one minute. No, it's 15 minute. How's that? <laughs> All right. So you see that where we got stopped out at that candle earlier? Yeah, twice. Okay. Twice. If okay. we break through here, we're looking for a bigger breakout on Activision. So if you're a day trader out there, if we get above. I'm going to say if we break above $62, um, I- I'm looking for a bigger breakout throughout the day. If we can't get above this line, then. All right. Wait, what, what, John, tell me the Bill Burr cruise story because I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Easy Mike is asking about the rebalancing stocks. We can take a quick look at those. How is Lucid doing? Are there any comedians that are like in, in that do material on investing and 
NFTs and stuff like that. We should get them on the show. Yeah. You see the South Park thing? No. On, on NFTs? No. Yeah. If you guys know any funny people that talk about this stuff, drop us a line. Um, Fortinet. Uh, wait, what else is going in? Easy. What, oh, shoot. Uh, Airbnb is going in right to the NASDAQ. How's that doing today? Uh, no real rhyme or reason. Mostly, you should have these names on your radar if you trade the close. First off, if you trade the close in general, today's going to be extra crazy because it's a quad witch, right? Options expiration today. So a lot of volatility into the close, especially in uh, these, what, 10 names or 12 names? Ow. You okay there? Yeah. Okay. Just bang my shin. Um, the NASDAQ 100 rebalance uh, is today. Okay. So there are, there are, I think, five stocks going, one, two, three, six stocks going in and six stocks going out of the NASDAQ 100, which is basically your Wait, who's coming in? second largest index in the world, perhaps, maybe, maybe not. I'm not quite sure where it stands. It's certainly below the S&P, uh, but very popular. Anyway, um, who's going in? Yeah. Here's who's going in. Airbnb is going in. Fortinet's going in. Palo Alto's going in. So what this means, Lucid, Zscaler, Datadog are all going in. What this means is uh, every fund, every ETF, every mutual fund. Wait, Lucid's going into the NASDAQ top 100? Yeah. Wow. Every ETF and mutual fund that tracks the NASDAQ 100. And so we're probably talking, I don't know, maybe a trillion dollars. Nah, it's probably maybe a little high. Not a trillion. Many hundreds of billions of dollars that track this index. All those funds are going to have to buy those stocks. Airbnb, Fortinet, Palo Alto, uh, Zscaler, Datadog. Um, Lucid. They're going to do that as close to today's close as they possibly can. Now, everyone knows this, right? This is not a secret. Everyone knows that there is basically some forced buying in those six names at the close today. So there can be some funky things going on. On the other side, if six companies are going in, that means six are going out. Those six are CDW, Fox, Cerner, Checkpoint Software, Trip.com, and Insight. Uh, these names, these dozen names, are going to have some crazy action, or at the very least, crazy volume, a lot of volume, at the close today, I I promise you, they will have like ridiculous volume bars, at three f in the final five minutes of today's session. So, if that's your thing, have that on your radar. Uh, what what else do we got here? Did AMC get above thirty? That would be, I mean, I'm sure he it did. It's having a great day, right? No, I oh, did it for a brief second there. Oh, it did tick. It got above 30 for a brief, for like a minute there. Wow. Great day for AMC. And we did not. How's GameStop? Is that is that doing the. Uh, let's zoom in. Got to look at these together. Mm. GameStop up 9%. Oh, man, Activision did not get above that level, moving back down. Stop yourself out, man. Can't do it. Do you have a, do you have a stop to lean on? Do you have I a, can't. I can't. Oh, shoot. Well, I can't help you now. 
I don't know. Nobody. Yep, Christian, that's two. That's true on Cerner. So, okay. Definitely going to watch 30 round numbers. We just got there in AMC. So round numbers tend to act as a support and resistance. Um, I don't really see a viable level there on the daily. Luke, do you want to come on the show or something? What's going on? You're on the phone. Okay. He's on the phone. Okay, never mind. He just walks up to us. Do you want to come say hi? You want to say hi? Come say hi. He doesn't want to come. Okay. He's just sitting, look, staring at us. I don't know why he's doing that. Anyway, AMC, yep, 30. Okay. So now, can we set up a trade here in AMC, Aaron? So here's my idea. My only trade idea for AMC is buying YOLO calls. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like a trade for right now. Like, So check this out. What if we bought it with a stop at 30? <laughs> We're right there, though. That's not a good idea. I think we just get in Luke's account and YOLO Luke call. Jacoby. I think we just YOLO call some AMC Luke Jacoby. In, in Luke's account. What's and up, man? Tell, tell the people. So, so here's what people don't want you to know about YOLO calls is you can actually do it in a very safe way where you have a defined risk. So say I take $500 out of Luke's account and I YOLO call AMC, the most we can lose is $500. Yes. I don't hate that right now. We talking YOLO call buying? I think, I think, I, I see some people clamoring in the chat that we should do it. Here's uh, mature market thoughts for a Friday, okay? We like trading, we like making money, we like financial stability, we also like to have a little bit of fun and, and put a little risk on. 70% of my portfolio I keep in ETS, 70%. The next 25%, the, these are, thank you. The, 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 these are more, more stock picks, right? Like 2021 stock of the year, hugely outsized part of the portfolio, Ford. I'm doing some stock picking with that. And then I'll have five percent or so reserved for the the true yellows where we're trying to hit home runs, not trying to hit a home run on everything, but definitely trying to smash some home runs. I love it, and we we were talking about that earlier, Luke. We were talking about the the benefits of diversification versus the benefits of having a more condensed portfolio, having conviction in a few high, uh, in a few high. Uh, so let's 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 let one rip, maybe. Okay, what are we thinking? Do we want to do it on AMC? Here, I'll give you. I'll give you my pitch. I was giving. I was giving earlier. Really, look at like, uh, like the cruise. AMC the, plus twenty one percent at high of day. Let's go, baby. Give me the pricing. I'm loading the brokerage account. Look at oh, so we're doing the AMC calls. Maybe. All right. If we, we need if the we, price, if, we need the price. If we get up to uh, let's do uh, twenty eight dollar calls that expire next Friday. Because if we're gonna run, we're gonna run quickly. It's not gonna be like a long sustained thing. Wait, 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 wait. What are we talking about next Friday for? Wait, do you want to go further out? I could be dead next Friday. Oh, you want to do this Friday? Today's the expiration day. All right. Luke wants to do calls that expire today. I mean, no. But maybe. we're not stupid. We're not idiots, we're right? We're not idiots, right? We're, 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 we'll we're look serious, at the pricing. We're serious investors. We'll look at the pricing. AMC up 21% at high of day. If, if I can pick up a 32 call for cheap, I'm going to let it ride. But, but here's what I was saying earlier, Luke, is... Uh, we have COVID cases rising throughout the U.S. All the cruise lines are up today, and it doesn't make sense to me. I think they're easy shorts right now. All right, hit it with puts. I did. I, I bought. You, you can't short those stocks, dude. The cruise lines? You can do it with puts. Well, right. 
Look, uh, I'll show you. I'll show you my. You screen. can't ever short a stock that's liable to double. See Carnival Cruise Line seventeen dollar puts. Uh, Carnival reports earnings next week. Um, look, there. I I think that there's a strong chance in their guidance they say like, hey, look, we're we're worried about these rising COVID cases, et cetera, et cetera. I have a hard time believing they're going to be able to just ignore that problem completely in in uh, Carnival Cruise Lines. Yeah, I like it. Guidance. I like it. I like it. When and then earnings are when. Um, let's see. Let me check. Three my... days, all day. Yeah, and, and CCL earnings three days. I like that. Carnival's up four percent right now. Why? I don't understand. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, all right, I finally got into my brokerage account. It took me a second. We're going to. Oh, Darren's got a good idea, Luke. You buy Carnival Cruise Line calls. I'll buy puts, and we'll see who wins. No, I like your trade, AB. Okay. Um. Okay. What is today? Is the seventeenth? Uh, stock is at what right now? Which one? AMC? Yeah. AMC is currently at... 29.69. Oh, I'm seeing 30, 30, 40. Can you refresh? Yeah. Yeah, 30, 40. That definitely changes things. Because if anything, that's just showing more strength. That makes me even more bullish on a breakout for the rest of the day. Spencer Israel literally has the worst computer ever. Yeah, I have 30, 40 as well. Okay. So 32s expiring we do, today. We do have Tony. The 32s expiring today are 50 cents. Yeah, let's rip five of them for 250 bucks. Rip five. That's easy. Yeah. All right. So we have a very defined risk of 250 dollars. The upside here is we've seen We're it. In. We've it, seen it. We've seen it before. We can see it again where we see a big rip in AMC. Um, so so in my mind, there's a way bigger upside. Uh, than a downside to these to this two hundred fifty dollar trade that we just put out there. Now, is it possible we're that we're filled at? Let's see, we're filled at. I believe it's forty six cents. So thirty two forty six is is our break even. That's almost exactly two dollars. Again, we have the strength today. We're at high of day. If it was not out at the high of day, wouldn't hit it. Three hours. Right, and, and there's a very high chance that these calls expire worthless and we don't make money on it, but there's the, the risk is defined. We have a, a, a also a chance of turning this $250 into uh, to doubling it, to, to turn it into a grand. You know, So to me, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where while it is a risky trade, there's tremendous upside for not a, a tremendous amount of, of risk. Awesome. And, and we have Tony Benson, who's going to be joining us in a couple minutes right, from Patterns and, and Flash. AD. Luke's got a hop, so we will talk some uh, technicals with Tony, see what he likes right now, see what charts he's watching. That's what happens when Luke Jacoby joins the show, guys. We make YOLO calls. We are not about just talking here at Benzinga. We are about doing. Um, so, so smash the like if you have not already for our live trade for the day. Dude, this seat is so warm. From Luke sitting What did like he do? <laughs> what did he do? Why is this seat so Luke? Why is this seat so warm? Holy cow, man! What the heck? All right, Tony Benson's here. You want to bring him on? Let's bring Tony. Let's get Tony. Let's bring some sanity to this show. Desperately needed. Tony Benson joins us every Friday to talk through patterns and charts and you know, whatever life is throwing at us. So let's get Tony on the show. Tony, how are we doing today, man? Hey, good. How are you? Doing, doing fantastic. We're making uh, YOLO trades, y YOLO, YOLO AMC trades apparently. So, that's cool. AMC. How's your day? How's your day going? It's going pretty good. Really yeah. good, actually. 
Tell us uh, what you're seeing out there. What am I seeing? Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Gold, okay. Uh, well, there's always lots of stuff. It's a question of which ones are actually triggering and hitting. So, but gold has been uh, ripping. Newmont did yesterday, which was beautiful. So if you want to be bullish, I think the gold is a good space to be. And obviously with the inflation stuff, that's typically uh, where gold does well. Precious metals. Yeah. So like you're watching gold now? I thought the market hated gold. I, You know what? It's really weird because over the years, typically when you get inflation numbers and, and stuff like we've had, gold would be taken off and rallying big time. And it's been, you can see it's just been sitting sideways for a while. Uh, so it's been a little bit surprising. So I'm not sure what the catalyst was for the massive move yesterday, but uh, so it's hard to say. It's really weird. I don't know if Bitcoin's having an effect on that, where a lot of people are buying Bitcoin instead of gold now as a hedge. So yeah, I, it is hard to tell. Tony, but Tony, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. Everyone says Bitcoin is dead. Uh, gold is dead. So I don't know. Really. Well, I, as a hedge, but you're, you're saying the chart, I mean, maybe a short, maybe long-term it is. Who, who knows? Short-term, obviously, is a different story. So, wait, what is this now? What's that? Yeah, What's I don't the, SP? the, the SPX. Okay, okay. Well, this is, um, well, I, I thought, I mean, the pattern I was looking for, not necessarily looking for, but it just popped up, and maybe it was just on the spiders, but not, there's a dark cloud cover on this. So, and this is where, I mean, yesterday... Is what created we gapped up in the morning right and then just sold off all day long so um and a dark cloud cover is i don't know if you want to be a highlight like, like i did last time but yes please whoa yeah. oh Crazy. man dark cloud cover wait yeah it's so basically we where we get a gap up just like we do with the S sbx and the, S the spiders it gaps up from the previous day right we're in a trend gaps up and then it sells off and closes more than halfway into the previous day's body. Okay. So wait, what is the, what is the implication of this move? It is a bearish reversal pattern. Okay. So we're looking for basically a gap up, wait. rallies down, closes oh, more than the near the bottom of the day. day. So there's not a long shadow and closes more than halfway into the previous day. Closes near the low kind of like an engulfing. I'm sure you're familiar with the engulfing pattern, right? Yeah. Day two closes below the 50% mark of day one. So that the middle, right. the midpoint of the previous day, as long as it closes below the halfway point, we have a dark cloud cover. And obviously, if it keeps on going and it closes below the open, then we have an engulfing pattern. But this is the cousin to who, the engulfing pattern. It's just not as who, strong, essentially. Who names this stuff, Tony? I do not know. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, well, I think Steve Nissen's been credited for bringing candlesticks from Japan is what a lot of them, a lot of people say. Okay. Uh, so okay, so so that wait, Ryan is asking. Uh, so because it day two closed below the fifty percent of the range of day one, that is what makes it bearish. If it didn't close, if it closed above the midpoint of the prior day, this is all a moot point, right? Correct. It would. It yeah. wouldn't. It would not then be a bearish engulfing pattern. So yeah, it's, it's got to close past the halfway point of the pre, the first day's body. Okay. So. So is that? Can we show? Can we like go go back to the charts and can we see? Yeah. So, so this is the spider. It's it's really really close. 
I mean, I don't know if it's actually at, it's really close to the halfway point. So it may not be technically perfect, but I don't, I used to be really OCD and I'd measure the, from the close to open, <laughs> but after 20 years, it's like, okay, I'm just going to eyeball it. And then today, obviously we have confirmation that is today's candle is updated. So we've gapped down big time. We'll see how we close, but being at the all time high and having these other previous, we've got basically a triple, even maybe a, a quad top, if you want to call it that, where we've hit this level so many times. And, and here we've got a bearish engulfing pattern, right? So this went even further than the halfway point. It actually completely engulfed the previous day. In fact, it engulfed the previous three days, which makes it even stronger. Nice. So the overall market, in my opinion, and this is a, just another sign that shows that we're peaking out. The question becomes, if it continues to fall, how far is it going to fall? Can, can you can you look at the IWM? Uh, that I'm 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 much more sensitive to the IWM right now. Um, one yeah. one because it's probably a truer representation of the whole market because it's so diversified, and two because it's got been in this freaking range, man. So we're at the bottom of the range. Talk some sense into me here. Tell me why I shouldn't just uh, uh, throw out an order at two twelve or whatever. Why do what? Throw out a, a, a buy order at two twelve. Um, why not to? Or maybe I should. Maybe we all should. I don't know. I mean, there's no doubt it's a support level. The question becomes: Is it going to hold it? That's the ultimate question. And yeah. considering this head fake, essentially, where we broke out to the top and then sold off big time, yeah, um, that, was, that, was, that, that was definitely brutal, does not man. bode well for the bulls. That was brutal. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if it does what it's done for the last year, so, and obviously there's the tricky part to trade, right? Which way is it going to go? But uh, right now, is it, is it up right now? Yeah, it's up 21 still. So it's actually about, that's about where it is. That's today's candle. If it has big volume and it continues to rally today, then yeah, I mean, I would possibly get bullish. I just put a stop real tight. Yeah, because I think like you get the S and P, the other major markets, and this big sell-off over the last couple of weeks, I think, has created a lot of momentum to the downside. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be excited about taking a bullish position, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't take one and just have a tight stop. Maybe I would take a smaller position than normal because you ever missed a trade? I miss <laughs> trades every day, man. I know. I miss it's trades all the time, but. The one thing I've learned years ago was because uh, I'd see stuff like this, see a beautiful pattern, but I didn't want to take a big position. So I just learned to scale back and just do one or two contracts or just a small position, whatever that is. And then if it does take off, if the pattern plays out, then great, you're there. If it doesn't, then it doesn't cost you that much. So. Okay. Okay. I dig so. it. All right. Uh, let, 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 can we let's move away from the indexes? Because those are boring snooze fest. Let's go, to some, let's go to some individual names. Has anybody got anything they want to look at? Show, show us what's on your watch list besides the gold there. We got anything that's sexier than gold? Um, yeah, Beaky's kind of, this is one that's still not really that great. Uh, Baker, I like this. I've been bearish on this for a while. And because uh, there's a little head and shoulders there back, back in here. And that's where the vertical line uh because every week I do a pattern of the week for those that subscribe to Patterns in a Flash. And uh, so I highlight one or two, sometimes three or four um, patterns that I've found and 
trading plan and what I'm looking for and analyze the chart. So uh, kind of like we're doing here, but it's just pre-recorded. You go watch it. And if you get trades out of it, you get trades out of it. But this is when I highlighted on that vertical line and then it dropped off. And so it's still just kind of dance around, but I'm looking for it to drop to 20, hopefully. Right. This is another one, BSX. B that was oh, one. Boston, Boston signed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like this now, actually. This it's It's up today, which I'd rather it be dropping because I got into it. Those orange lines are my entry points. So the trading plan is the red is the stop, green is the target, orange is the entry points. And I have a second one on here because I'm looking at it saying if it breaks that 41.37, I'll take a small position here at 41.13. And then if it continues to fall, I'll add to it at 40.57, looking for the target of 37.38. So that ended up playing out. So I got into a position, it dropped off, and on that big down day, I took out, I think, about half of it, closed it out. Nice, nice. And it bounced back. And now I reloaded it the other day when it hit this spot. So I still like the looks of it mm. as long as it stays below this 41.37, which it's kind of challenging today. That That's satisfying, right? When you go back to the same well more than once? Yeah. Well, yeah, Morgan Stanley was good too. Yeah. Take a look at that. I, I, at some point before we go today, Tony, I do want to know about a loser that you've had, and I, I would like to talk us through a loser at some point. Okay. I've got plenty of those. <laughs> you should be too, actually. If you Well, that's where the risk reward thing comes in. And I ask people a lot of times, you know, if you can have out of a hundred trades, you win on 99, how many would take that? Yeah. And most people are like, yeah. Okay. So if you lose, if you, you make money on 99 trades, you make a buck each, and then you lose a hundred on one trade. Who still wants that? Cause you're losing. So if you use risk reward properly, you can be right. 27, 28, 30% of the time and still be, be profitable. So, so Boston right. is about, oh no, that's Morgan. Yeah, that's Morgan. Well, yeah, you said Morgan was, was good. Wait, yeah, you said this was good. Yeah, Waze basically was looking, it's a channel. I mean, a lot like the Russell was looking for it to break down below that 96 level. And uh, of course it popped up. This is one actually I took a loss. So if you want to talk about a loser. Yeah, yeah. Walk us through this one. So, I think I think we I think we learn more from the the mess ups than the than, than the wins. So, okay. So basically, again, analyze it. So if it broke ninety six, I was looking for the downside. And I actually got into this a little bit early. I believe it was this day. Might have been the day before, but um, pretty sure it was this day, and it dropped off. And obviously, you're feeling good, right? You get into something, and it moves real quick in your favor. You're up a little bit. Of course, the next morning it gaps up. And then you're kind of freaking out and you get stopped out, but it's like, oh, if I get stopped out, I get stopped out. But it gapped up and ran really fast. And I hung on to see if it would come back down. Sure enough, it did. So I was good. The next day it took off and rallied. And when it closed up there, I hung on to it again, thinking maybe it'll drop back off, was watching the intraday chart. And what mm -hmm. I ended up doing was closing out, I think half or three quarters of the position. I don't remember how much I had, but I bought some puts on it. And I closed out most of it. I left a little bit there just in case it turned back. And it kept going against me. And I was like, well, eventually I'll pull it. But I didn't have a lot of risk on the table anyway, so I wasn't too concerned. And then it dropped back off, came back down. So now I'm feeling better, but I'm, I was still underwater. Yesterday, mm -hmm. when it started to sell off, there was some intraday. Um, the intraday chart looked good. Uh, you know, I think it's going to keep going. And it was somewhere around 101. I reloaded back into the position, hoping for a quick move. Ooh. And basically to mitigate some of the loss I had on the other position. 
So today, actually, I got I got taken out for I think I paid three thirty or something like that for the out three fifty. I don't remember what they were, but then I think I just got closed out for five bucks on the on the half of the position. So I took a loss here, hung on to it a little bit, reloaded it, and so I'm still upside down a little bit. Okay. But I have I still have a small position there. So if it continues to drop and break, if it breaks back below ninety six, then I'll look at adding into it again and reloading more into the position instead of just having a little one. Wow. <laughs> All right. That help? Uh, and, and and you 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 don't you never have you never have like time horizons, do you? You're just playing whatever the whatever the chart does, however long it takes is is however long it takes. Not necessarily. I mean, obviously, if you're buying options, there's an expiration, right? All right. All right, all right yes. So, In that case, yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm most of the time, my swing trades are all options. So um, I have to factor that in. But I think I bought February's. So I was looking for a little bit longer term of a move, especially dropping from 93 to 84. So I usually will buy more than enough time. I don't like to go crazy. Some people go out and buy lots and lots of time just in case it goes against you. But I try to buy the sweet spot where I've got enough where if it does something like this, I got to hang on a little longer. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, but if it moves quick, that's just gravy. Okay. I dig it. If you have any questions for Tony in the chat, you have any charts you want him to look at, drop your ticker in the chat. He's going to hang out with us for a few more minutes here. And, um, yeah, we, we, we love – chat participation so what else we got here tony yeah this is coupang this was i think we talked about this last time did we not yeah you this is like the third or third time you brought up this one i think yeah because we had well we had a beautiful little double bottom here that's when i first yeah. saw it and then it came back down here and again looking at all the different patterns that we see here we've got not only the double bottom there um we had a bullish engulfing pattern right here and then it pulled back down. We get a little hammer pattern here. These are all bullish reversal patterns, right? And when you get them at a support level, they're even more significant. That's where you really want to play them. And then another um, little, uh, what is that, a gravestone doji, I think it is? There's a gravestone wait, wait, wait. in the... Explain a gravestone doji, is that what you said? Yeah. Explain There's, that. I know, and I'm, I, I, <laughs> I just was reminded of the term. It, I mean, it's basically a hammer pattern, but it's a doji. Let me zoom way in here so you can see a little better. Yes, please. So the hammer pattern is a small body with a very long shadow on the downside. So it's a hammer here. And this is where, when it comes to patterns, the position of the trend and where it's at is important because if it's at the top side, if a hammer showed up up here, well, it would be a hangman up here. It's a hammer at the bottom. So basically we have a long lower shadow. And it's funny. I just, I just finished the, uh, trading coaches playbook that we do for that I do for wealth builders. Um, and we were talking about this one and I was showing everybody it's like, and the Japanese term is fishing for a bottom or something like that. I can't remember what it translates to. Uh, but basically the long shadows like this, it's like the, you know, the, the Japanese that row around in boats, they take their big stick and they're looking for the bottom. Mm -hmm. That's essentially what these long lower shadows in the hammer pattern. Were okay. Looking. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So when you get a doji, instead of just a small body like this, it's a, is it a gravestone? If anybody hears, you can correct me. It's, there's a gravestone and a, um, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. The other one comes at the top. So, Aye. but lots of reversal patterns here. The bullish engulfing, the hammer, the hammer, and then a pop, and then it pulled back. We get another hammer type of pattern here just a couple of days ago, which obviously preceded the big move to the upside today. So 
I love the looks of this one from a bullish perspective. I'm not in it, unfortunately. This is the widow should have cut it. But here's what it is. All right. I asked for tickers. I got tickers. Can we look at a few of these, Tony? Yeah. Uh, let's let's look at. I, I don't. This one. I don't know. S I D U. I don't know this one. S I D U. Delta. Yeah. Yep. Use space. That's new. Oh. Is that right? All right. Come on. We got three <laughs> candles. There's a spinning top right there. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I can't look Started. at this one. Mo moving on. Sorry. I, you, can't, you can't look at patterns in the stock that's three days old. Palantir. That one's easy. Yeah, we were on the same thought process. And I know this has popped up. And actually, this this is one when I went through my um, when I go through my, my list like I do once a week. This one popped up because we've got a nice little double bottom starting to form, which coincides with the one previously here at 18. So here we had a beautiful double bottom. It did exactly what we want to see it. This is about as textbook as it gets. Breaks the midpoint, pulls back, bounces, uh, bounces on it, and then takes off. The question is, are we going to do the same thing this time? And right now, it's looking very good. So we look at a line chart. It's a little miniature double bottom. But what clues are there in the candles is the question. So here we have, that's interesting, the dark cloud cover came up because this is um, what we've got this day, just three or four, four days ago, is a piercing pattern, which is the flip side of the dark cloud cover. So the dark cloud cover happens at the top. It's a bearish reversal. Piercing pattern happens at the bottom. As long as it closes halfway through the body of the previous day, this is the beauty of patterns. You get one. It, once you learn, there's about 30, between 30 and 35 patterns inside my tool, videos on what they are, how to trade them, the, like the PowerPoint you saw. That's where mm -hmm. that came from. Okay. Uh, I go through each individual pattern and explain it just like I did there, uh, potential candidates. The beauty is, though, over the 30-plus patterns that are in there, there's really, if you break it down, about seven or eight. Because the dark cloud cover and the piercing pattern are just the opposites of each other. So once you learn one, you know the other. So that bodes well for a bullish reversal on Palantir. So well, what, 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 what would be um, what would be like your potential out there on the upside and, and the downside? So you want a trading plan? Yeah, that's you what I it. want. Because I, I I'm interested in just taking a flyer on this one down here. Well, I would I would put it right. There's the tricky part about stops. I usually will look to go right below the lows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because so you want to give, you want to give yourself some breathing room, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it, it's really easy to get stopped out too quickly, and then have it move. Yeah, um, I've been I've been there a bajillion times. Yeah, me too. And that's the tricky part about trading is finding that that's trying to find that sweet spot. And there's really no right or wrong answer. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just a matter of. Mm -hmm. I always ask the question: Okay, if I get bullish on this thing and it does break down, at what point am I no longer bullish? And if it breaks the lows and makes new lows, considering we haven't been there for, well, it's, I mean, this thing's not that old, right? And if it breaks that low, uh, there's really not much to stop it from dropping all the way back to 10. There's a couple little blips there, but, uh, so it's, it, it's got a big potential to fall really, really big if it does. But if it holds this line, so I put a stop right there, just slightly below, that's the low of today. And actually it looks like, I mean, there's pretty solid volume coming into it so far. Okay. So I'm going to bust out the calculator. And there is the 
stop in and target I'd put right up there at probably right at 21 just below it maybe probably just sign in case it doesn't in case it doesn't get there make that green for the target because that's where we make money obviously the ultimate goal target is there so the entry point so this basically gives us 80 cents of risk and two dollars and 39 cents of upside three times the upside for the downside okay i dig it so i dig it whoops did that go there we go so there's the trading plan there's the challenges it's already above there so if you stay disciplined, which is hard to do, then you'd have to wait on this to pull back down a little bit. If you're not, and this is one where if it looks good and it continues to rally today and you don't want to miss it, I would take maybe a small position, but I'd, I'd, I'd lower the amount of risk instead of doing 10 or 20 contracts, maybe do three or four. If you're doing options, if you're buying the stock, it's a different story. So. All right, let's do a JB Hunt, JBHT. JB, what was it, HD? HT. Oh, I haven't seen that guys for a while. Looks a lot like the S and P. The top yeah, it does, does at least. Does that That's a lot of history. They've been around for a long time. Yeah. Well. Big bearish engulfing pattern yesterday. A lot of, I mean, this looks very bearish from where I'm at looking at this. I mean, look at all the upper shadows on the candles all up here. So the bulls are pushing it up, getting it up to that $200 level. But then the bears, by the end of the day, push it lower. Yesterday, same thing, it gapped up. And this time, instead of a dark cloud cover, it completely engulfed the previous day and the day before. So just barely. So that's a strong bearish signal. The only thing that's not super strong is the volume, which actually is does not bode well for the bears but this thing looks like it's in just a massive tug of war so the question becomes who's going to win and it's too far away i mean for me for my trading I, I would put a stop up there it's in the middle of this range essentially so until it either gets back up here to this 200 level or it gets down here to 185 i wouldn't trade anything on it but that's me so okay all right, we'll do a couple more here with Tony Benson. Uh, patterns in a flash. Let's do. Brett says Coupang is breaking out. Is, uh, is it breaking is up again? Too? I don't know. Since we last looked at it five minutes ago. How are we doing? AMC. You, you want? Yeah, you want to look at AMC? I'd, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on AMC. Obviously, we have sellers here at thirty. We've we have we have some interday resistance there. Um, I would love your thoughts on AMC right here. Yeah, I saw something pop up somewhere else about AMC rallying today, and I hadn't, I hadn't looked at it. Uh, I was actually looking at, whoops. Well, there's a long-term picture. Actually, this is, and you can see the trend that started back in, you know, late December, January of, of, of this year. That trend line is there, and obviously it dug in. So people are watching that clearly. Uh, hmm. But I was actually looking for it about 30, to break 35, and it finally did. But there's the tricky part with this thing: is do you short it? Because if it comes in and they do this again, which I don't know that's going to happen, but obviously today it's it's taken off. And I'm assuming it's that trend line because that trend line has been there for several weeks. I've had it there. And you can see it came down and tapped it, and now it's it's taken off. So uh, personally, I think if it rallies back up, if it breaks above this $29, $30 level, 
today or even in the next few days and runs back to 35, I would expect that to be a resistance level. But who knows? Pattern-wise, what's that? No, I'm, I'm, I'm digesting. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I've always been – I mean, what is – I'm not a fundamental guy, so I don't look that stuff up, but is AMC really worth – you know, 60 bucks a share considering for, I mean, the highest it was back in 16 when the economy was spectacular is 27. So I know, but that's not the argument though. So the argument has got, it's nothing to do with fun. The, the, the argument is, is it's got nothing to do with fundamentals and nothing to do with technicals. So I don't know. I, I look, you know what? Actually, I think what Igor says has some, has some, uh, some value there. Um, I, Again, and I have no dog in this fight. I'm not long. I'm not short. But um, if I was long, if I was up today on AMC, uh, I would be at my computer. I would make sure I would be at my screen at like 3:45 today, just just in case shit hits the fan at 3:45 in AMC. Um, and be I would have a quick trigger finger. Trigger finger. It it was me. If it was me. Um, okay. I'm in total Let's, agreement. Yeah, let's do let's do one or so more. Uh, GLW. I don't I don't know if Corning? I know that one. GLW. Wait, Corning or GLW? Yeah, Corning. Corning. Okay, Corning, I didn't realize GLW. that. Okay, yeah. I forgot that was the ticker for Corning. Jeez. Yeah, I haven't looked at this for a while. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> well, back where that vertical line is, and this is uh, another reason I love patterns. You see that one, right? The head and shoulders. Uh, yeah, I see that one. Beautiful head and shoulders. This plane, I, I, I remember trading this one. And when it tanked like this, I was giddy. <laughs> it took a while because it uh, it danced around that level for a little bit, and it didn't. It, but it finally broke. That's exactly what I was looking for. So um, that's the beauty of patterns. And then you add, there's a big bearish engulfing pattern right along with the um, – so that's why I love patterns. But what we have going on right now is uh, – move some of these around a little bit. I try not to get my charts too cluttered. It makes my head spin. I'm a little bit ADD if you haven't noticed. And so if I get too much clutter on there, my mind just. <laughs> yeah. So I hear that man, I hear that. Try not to, I gotta, I gotta focus on not talking too fast too. I get, I get a little excited sometimes and my mouth tries to keep up with my mind and it does not work well. Okay. Okay. All right. Nocturnal, we'll do one more. We'll do marrow. We'll do we'll do a yeah. marathon. Don't see much with corning right now. Not not any trading opportunities, yeah. but yeah, there is um, head and shoulders. Not the beautifulest one. The, the left the shoulders are really really small. Typically, I want to see a little bit bigger shoulder, a little bit more time, and a little bit bigger. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not tradable. So somebody looking to get long on this, or is there? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, Nocturnal Sky, why do you, uh, what's your, what's your bias here? Are you long? Are you short? Are you looking to get long? Are you looking to get short? Tell us what you think. What a freaking run that thing had into, 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 uh, what is that? November, October? Gosh, the thing got to 80, almost 80, 70, $75. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Short lived though. Yep. I'll get rid of that. 
So there, I mean, we're digging in right there at that trend line. We adjusted just a tiny bit, but <clears throat> so if it holds this and bounces here, then obviously that would be bullish. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that's a lot of momentum to the downside. So I would probably put a hook right up above maybe half, mid midpoint of yesterday's candle if I was going to get long this thing and trade this the bounce of this trend if it's going to. So especially today, if it broke if it broke above the midpoint of yesterday's candle, then we'd have a um, a piercing pattern. So if it closes like that, then that's a, that bodes well for the bullish side. I mean, whether or not it plays out, obviously you have to wait till Monday to see. But uh, if this moves higher today, then yeah, I'd be I'd, I'd be interested to uh, trade the upside up to about fifty. That's the next level, which is with thirty five, thirty six dollars stock. That's a fifteen point move. That's a good what seventeen, eighteen, twenty percent. So yeah, that's some, that's some good potential. But I would again because I'm I'm more bearish than anything. So any bullish position I'm taking right now, I would be have a lighter position. I would take less than I normally do. So just because I think the risk is, is higher to the downside than it is to the upside. So I just uh, not excited about the upside right now. If, it, if we get a major correction in the market, then maybe I'd get more bullish if it drops off to reasonable levels or other levels. So yeah, and and to uh to uh, jet to goof uh, saying that it's just moves with Bitcoin, yeah, but it's it's more sensitive though to to to, to Bitcoin. I mean, here's Marathon Marathon candles. Bitcoin is is the purple line there. You, you know, you can see Marathon's down April, and you can just mess with the time frames to say whatever you want. But over any given time frame, Marathon's got a much uh, typically a much higher beta than than, than Bitcoin. So. Um, is this a Bitcoin mining company? I'm guessing. Yeah. Yes. That's what yes, I thought. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know I've seen him right. before. But all right. Tony Benson joins us every single Friday. He is uh, his link to his site, Patterns in a Flash, is in the description. Uh, Tony, uh, have a great weekend. I I don't actually know if we're gonna do a show the next two Fridays because we the market's a half day. Aaron will be out. I'll be out. So uh, I'll let you know, though. But, I'll, be, yeah, uh, I'll it, be gone next Friday. If I meant to tell you that, but yeah. All right, well, there we go. In that case, Tony, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thanks for the, the time, as always. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. You too. All right. We'll have a good All one. Right. Bye-bye. Um, and to answer your question, Firat, he, it's, not, it's not that he's like, uh, I think what, what he said previously with regards to being more bearish and bullish is he just reads, he's, he doesn't really have like a long-term point of view like that he just reads what the charts tell him is sort of what his general sentiment is so if he's bullish or if he's bearish it's because like that's the, the you know the current pattern in the market um all right it's 132 rohan are you around you know what time it is it's friday it's time for trivia let's have a little bit of fun let's have some holiday themed trivia holiday theme rohan did you run up the usual suspects uh the usual suspects are you me and ab okay he's, he's I, that checks out um, you give me like. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do some trivia, and we're gonna have some questions on the screen. Uh, if you get them right, and you are the fastest to do so, then you will win some free Benzinga swag. Just email us if you win, so we some know that swag. it's you. Um, and Aaron, uh, I think we have some swag we owe some people. Let's check on that after the show is over today. Um. Jay Rice, that's 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 right, man. A lot a lot of crap, and I say that in a nice way. 
A lot of beaten down stocks are up today, right? Let's get Marathon off the screen there. But let's look at it. You know, let's have some fun. Let's look at AMC and let's just compare it. It's the intraday in AMC. Man, is that $30 $30 tough resistance. So let's look at Hood. And let's, oh, wait, no. I didn't do that right. Fine. Let's just compare AMC. Let's do, um, what else has been like super? Hey, how's Wish doing today? Is Wish up? No, not really. How um, are my trades doing? That's the question. Oh, my Zoom call, yeah, my Zoom yeah. and activation calls are up. My Carnival puts. Yo, down Wish right is now. up. Is that true? Let's let's go through the whole. Let's just do from the open. Forget the pre market. Wish is up six percent today. Oh man. Hey, I mean everything. Seven percent. Everything gets, it can get low enough to where there is a buyer. Yeah, Twi uh, Zoom. Yeah, you guys. I know you guys. It, it's interesting. Like we mentioned, Tony really doesn't look at the fundamentals. He's just looking at the charts. We talk to a lot of traders that are either like that or, or maybe ones that don't look at the charts and all they care about is fundamentals. Um, it's. I, I, I feel like I don't talk to a lot of like people that that do both. Here's the thing, if you're a trader. And by trader, I mean someone who is like actively buying and selling for day trades or intermediate term swing trades over a couple days or a couple weeks. Um, if that's what you're doing, then frankly, the fundamentals don't matter. They don't. You should never make a trade based on a, comp a stock's P/E ratio. That's not what P/E ratio is really for. Trades should be made off of the chart, and they should be made off of broad market sentiment and relationships. Uh, investments can be made off of fundamentals, uh, valuation, free cash flow, blah, 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 EBITDA, whatever, 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 right? Balance sheets. Um, so people who quote-unquote trade off the fundamentals, I think, don't really know what they are talking about. Is just my opinion. Wait, what was that last part? They don't know what they're talking about. Who doesn't? People who say that they trade off fundamentals. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. All right. This is a fun chart to look at. Thank you for clearing that up. Robinhood, Zoom, Wish, AMC. The Four Horsemen. How's Rivian doing? Let's, let's get Rivian up, up on here. R-I-V-N. No. And how's FedEx. FedEx has gotten so hammered this year. No, FedEx gave it all back. No, it didn't. I said FedEx. I said I liked calls. Not It's up from the close because of the pre-market session, but it's not up since the close. I know. I'm saying I liked calls yesterday into earnings. I know. That would have been good. I know. They were expensive. So I didn't do them. I, I opted with the uh, Rivian put. And... Uh, well, well, Jay, Warren doesn't really trade. I suppose he actively manages his 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 uh, allocation. I don't know if he's really a, I don't know if I'd call him a trader. Well, and that's uh, again, it's about time horizon. Like you can quote unquote trade using fundamentals over like a two five year time horizon, but in when we're talking about traders, we're talking about people that are in and out same day. That's mm -hmm. not Warren Buffett. No, that we know of. <laughs> that would be insane if it was, though. Can you imagine? What if, like, just for fun, he threw, like, 10 grand into a Robinhood account? And 10 grand is a freaking sneeze for him. I know, but, like, what if he just wanted to try day trading and he didn't want to? 
Dude, he, does, he could do admit that with a million. Does Buffett have a secret Robinhood account? Do we think? Is I, mean, I wonder if he's got a. Uh, is Warren Buffett on Robinhood? Crypto account. Does Warren Buffett have a crypto wallet? Definitely not. You don't think, no Warren, you don't think Warren Buffett way. has a crypto wallet? No, I don't, I don't know. He could be YOLO trading. You know what? What else does he do in his free time? Like <laughs> his free time? I don't know. He's like ninety-two. He's enjoying life. He's older than that. He probably, is? probably about to be enjoying life on the metaverse. Hey, uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of more, uh, Aaron had a morbid thought earlier about old people on cruises. Here's a morbid. It's, a, it's a less of a total address. Well, oh, you're right. He's 91. I'm thinking of Charlie Munger. I think is 95. Here's a morbid thought. Okay. 97. So, like, the general consensus for anyone that owned is Long Berkshire Hathaway is like, the day that Warren Buffett passes away, Berkshire Hathaway is going to trade down. I don't. Right. It will, but I don't right. know about like to the extent that you. I, I think that the, the, that 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 applies for any stock that has a figurehead CEO. Like the day that Elon Musk leaves Tesla, Tesla's going down twenty percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it could do the opposite if you think about it. For Tesla, also true. I. I mean <laughs> Tesla. Yes. De- hold on. Let me put my. No, 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 on. no. I, I, I'm, I believe strongly that the, the day. Oh, nice. The day that Elon Musk leaves Tesla, whether it's in a year or ten years, Tesla trades down twenty percent. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But if you think about it in the way like the music industry works, right? Also kind of mor- morbid. But after like a music, you know, artist would die, I feel like you know the sales of their records and their listens and whatever goes up exponentially because there's so many people that are like holy crap I well that, that that's a different story now now we're talking about you know c- consumption versus like investment yeah i'm just being stupid you're probably um, right but 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 my point my original point was um what if and and here's just a thought throwing this out there what if um after you know uh buffett and and, and munger move on and and, and berkshire has the new leadership Berkshire Hathaway is a conglomerate. They they've got like what? They own like 150 companies. What if they just start just selling every, spinning stuff off, selling everything left and right, and making a boatload of money in the process? That'd be a good thing for the for the for the for the the, the fundamentals of the, of the of the business. So um, I don't know. Just something to think about. Anyway, um, let's not talk about people dying anymore. Uh, Fear our king. I would do that. Um, Let's do some trivia. Yeah, on a lighter note than, you know, death. Yeah, yeah let's, let's move on from the death thing. Uh, we have trivia. Sweet. So, folks, if you have not played trivia before, Spencer kind of briefly mentioned it. But essentially, uh, we will have a series of questions. Today we have seven um, related to a specific topic or theme, today being the holidays. Nice. Um, and uh, there will be four options for each question, multiple choice. You know, we like the multiple choice. Uh, and each one has a corresponding number that you would type in the chat for the answer that you want to submit. Uh, people who answer most correctly and do so the fastest will be our winners of the day. And they'll get some sweet, sweet swag. Uh, folks, so if you are ready to play some trivia, warm up, stretch some fingers out, do some, you know, I don't know, reaction improvement testing or something yeah. like that. Oh, Oh, okay. You, you reminded me. After this, before we're done, Aaron, I want to do another 
typing. Yes. He's doing it right now. Uh, you said you warm up my He's fingers. doing a typing test right now. I had to warm up my fingers. <laughs> I had to warm up my fingers. After we're done here, I want to do another typing have test. Have you been practicing? No, but I cut my nails and I, I have more more okay. more um more agility. Dexterity and agility. I want to see you guys try typing on my keyboard because I have like a mechanical keyboard, which is supposed to be really good for typing. But the issue is the keys are so sensitive that if you even like brush one, it'll register a keystroke. So like you can accidentally hit keys pretty. The easily. other problem with that too is we're just used to our little MacBook uh, keyboards. Yeah. So we might be faster on our own than like a than the new one. Probably probably because it takes a while to get used to these. Um, but anyway, typing aside, uh, which we can address you know after this, let's hit some trivia. So folks, I'm gonna hit the music. Get that going. And uh, let's let's start the trivia. I'm gonna get that started. Get it on screen. I hope you guys are ready. I got I'm, I'm joining. I'm joining on the YouTube. About the holidays, should I join too? I feel like I never register my answers. Um, is my laptop nearby? Well, Maybe I'm on Benzinga right now, so I'm gonna do it from my phone. We'll see if I can do that. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll do it from my phone too. All right, all right. And with that, let's get trivia on the screen. We have 11 seconds till the first question, Wait. and I'll kick us off. Wait, I'm not in yet. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Here we go. Where is our stream? What snack is traditionally left out for Santa Claus? Oh my god, these are so easy. Wow. All right. That was easy. We actually did always leave carrots out too for the reindeers. That's. Okay, that's smart. You I don't know, know if that's common be or not. Probably feeding cookies to cat to reindeer, you know, it's probably not. Oh, you can't give the answer away. What? Uh, I mean, I might be wrong. You don't know. I feel like the answer is certainly not any of them. If you're in New York, it's probably pizza. <laughs> that's true. If you're in New York, it is most certainly pizza. Shout out New York pizza. There were a lot. I feel like there are a lot of pizza places up here in Detroit. There are a lot. You know what's weird? Speaking of pizza in in Detroit or Michigan. Why are so many national pizza chains based in Michigan? There's a lot. There's a oh, lot. Like uh, Jets, Domino's. Jets, Domino's, Little Caesars, all based in Michigan. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, I don't know if it's a national one, but a big one is not cookies, but that's the answer. Um, congrats, everyone, and Enver and Shiva. I can't read that from here. It's really small on my screen. I'm sorry. Uh, Srinivasa. Um, you were wrong. Sorry. Uh, Bree. Oh. Next question. What is this one? Aaron. Oh, uh, in what year was Father's Day first celebrated? 1910, 1818, 1762, or 1634? Wow. I'm going to say it's not 1634. <laughs> probably not. Probably 1910. Uh, yeah, but, you know, people had other things to do then. So I'm going to go 1910, which one of these things is not like the other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It could be 1818. That's what I went with. All right. Oh, I didn't put my answer in. Lol. <laughs> this is the first time I'm actually playing along. Yeah, same. I was, when you guys told me to read that question, I was looking at it on YouTube. So I was still like a few seconds behind. So uh, I was like, what are you guys talking about? There isn't a new. Um, slacking. There isn't a new question. Nope, we're waiting for it. We, oh, 1910. Damn. I missed. I don't right. know what sound I just made, but. AB went for the home run and he missed. Basically, what happened there? 
Hey, I mean, uh, it looks like the chat was pretty split, right. but to those of you who got it right, congratulations. Oh, this is a tough question. Rohan, you want to read this one? Uh, sure. Uh, what is the best-selling Christmas single of all time? Wow. Folks, Christmas music, category of its own, fantastic stuff. Are we talking White Christmas, Silent Night, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? That's certainly a popular one. Or Blue Christmas? I went, uh, I went with White Christmas. White Christmas is certainly a pretty lame song in my opinion but probably sells a lot um silent night you hear it a lot but no one really loves it that's not a single bill hall said four so i, I it's probably four wait wait si silent night isn't a single that's just like a um uh what's like, the word it's like a hymn right yeah it's a hymn it's not a sing i feel like it's gotta be it one. probably is released as, as a single somewhere but oh yeah who's the artist on white on silent night <laughs> Who's sampled on that record? All right, White Christmas. White Christmas it is. Bing Crosby for the win. I'm doing terrible this week. Am I taking the next one? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Spencer has yet to hit one, though. All right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll hit the next one. Oh. What British holiday is named after a man who tried to blow up a government building? Is it St. David's Day, Sadie Hawkins Day, Guy Fawkes Day, or Bobby Levin Day? This one is pretty easy. You know, you say it's pretty easy, but, like, None of these register as a British holiday in my head. Well, you're not. You're not. I'm of not. The, okay, I know. You're I know. not of the world. You're not worldly. Listen, I went on study abroad to London. I'm oh, worldly. then you should know this. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess St. David's Day, even though I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, I've never heard of Guy Fox Day, but the chat seems oh, to think that's the one. It is certainly Guy Fox Day. You have to remember. Remember the fifth of November. Fifth of November. That's I mean, or wait, is it sixth? Is it sixth or fifth? No, that's not my birthday. No, it's fifth. It's that's fifth. That's my half birthday. Do you remember the fifth of November? The gunpowder <laughs> treason and plot, right? I see no reason why. So the why do they celebrate him after he tried to blow up a government building? That's a good question. I guess they didn't like the government. You know, <laughs> that would be the way to go. But it's a national holiday too, so. Something, something, gunpowder, something. Uh, th there was a uh, show about this, a miniseries on HBO. It, it wasn't that good. All, All right, Bree, go for it. All right, and Charlie Brown Christmas. Which character plays the innkeeper in the Christmas party? Was it one, Snoopy, two, Pigpen, three, Linus, four, Charlie Brown? Oh, so Dot says it's because they saved the government. That's why it's a holiday. That makes more sense. Uh, I have no idea. I haven't seen this in 20 years. I have to confess something, and that is that a Charlie Brown Christmas, I usually stop paying attention after the first 10 minutes, so I'm not sure. I have no idea. When in doubt, see your way out. I don't know. I'm going to hit Snoopy. Why not? Chad seems to think it's, it's so mixed. No, there's like, it, it's going to be very even, I think. Yo, yeah. I'm, I legit have not seen this in probably since I was like six or something, so. I don't know. The questions went from being very easy at the beginning <laughs> to quickly very difficult. Well, I mean, that's how it should be, but yeah, I don't know about, yeah that's true. You know, there was I, no. Oh, Pigpen. Is All it right. bad that I didn't even know that that's a character? No, I didn't. I didn't know that either. It's okay. But to those of you who knew, you know, congrats. A total of like ten people got that one. You're smart. Congrats. All right. What holiday is meant to recognize that everyone gets rejected sometime in his or her life? Sorry, Charlie Day, <laughs> National That Sucks Day, Kiss and Makeup Day, or Blah 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 Day. Anyone's going off the board here? Yeah, this is a <laughs> <laughs> this is a question wow. found deep in the Wikipedia's. Right. Um, 
I'm going two. I National, went, that sucks. I, I, I went one. <laughs> you have to think of like something that rhymes, right? So I, I, I'm gonna say sorry, Charlie Day too. Oh, this is incredible. What? Blah 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 day seems like it could be a good. These all could be winners. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll find out very soon. Wait, wait, <laughs> hey, hey Enver, wait, Enver, are, are you in chat right now? Enver, how you feeling, man? I know he was feeling he was feeling pretty uh, under the weather this morning. Oh uh, man, hope you feel better, Enver. Oh, he's in the chat. He's in chat, Enver. What's up, man? Uh, wait, what did I say? I said one. Oh, oh look at that. Yes. Damn. Damn, right. son. Wait, don't we have that song? That's not the one, but all right. All right. St. Patrick's Day Damn, commemorates. Son, where'd you there, find we, this? There, there we go. There we go. St. Patrick's Day, folks, commemorates the blank of St. Patrick. Wow. I don't know this Is one. Is it the marriage? The I feel like. The coronation? I don't think St. Patrick ever got I, coronation. I'm going to wait for Tiny Pie to answer. Birth. And whatever Tiny Pie says is what I'm going with. I'm going to go with two. That's always a classic one. But it could be the birth, too. Oh, they're all saying two. Oh, no, they're not. So, yeah, they are. Okay. I'm going to go with the crowd. Wisdom of the crowd. Spencer's a sheep. That's what we today. <laughs> Wisdom of the crowd. The suspense is building as we get the answer to the final question, folks. And, of course, the winner for today's game. I can pretty much guarantee the winner is not going to be myself. Me included. Um, considering how slowly I actually type the answer in on my phone. But I hope it's one of you because I probably don't need some swag. Maybe I do. All right. Death is the answer, folks. Today the crowd is the way to go, it appears. Today I learned. Let's see who the winner was. Oh, quiz for uh, Enver. Take note of that one. Quiz for just wrong answers. Oh, oh. I was close. All right, I am mixed on how I feel about this one. Uh, the correct, the winner, of course, is Adam, spell, pronounced, spelled Adam in the chat. Uh, you have been a previous winner of trivia before, if I remember correctly. Yeah, didn't he win? Didn't he win name that chart yesterday? No. Two, two days ago. But it's been a while since I've seen him win trivia. Okay. So I want to give it to him. Uh, how about this? K twenty, K twenty Sam's right, and and Adam. Email both of you guys. Email us. Shows at Benzinga.com. You know. And put trivia in the title so we know like what it's about. Make it easy for us. Yeah, thank you. All right, folks. That's uh, This has been your game of trivia today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the game. If you enjoyed the questions, then compliments to the chef, Enver. Um, and if you <laughs> didn't, then, you know, Enver at Benzinga.com. I don't think that's his email. I, uh, I'm not sure, but okay. you know, if it is, then go ahead and give it a go. But with that, uh, typing test. I think you guys wanted to do some of those. Yeah, I did say I wanted to do one uh, a few days ago after I, uh, you know, uh, practiced and all that. So let's go ahead and I'm going to share my screen, uh, and then we will get back to the stocks for a couple of minutes there at the end. So, so Aaron, tell me what I, all I do is. Uh, just start typing, is that right? On this website? Yep. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, let me do that again. Okay, here we go. So now, can we get some music? And do I, I just go? Aaron, uh, play some some other music. What do we, what do we have? Uh, the last oh. one is toward the end. Wait, I want to start over. I want to start over. I want to start over. Oh. 
Not that one. <laughs> All right. I can't turn it on. Oh, there we go. Ooh, that's good. Bing bong. Ninety-eight words. That was for a really minute. bad. Wow. Alright, I got worse. You know, he showed up with some confidence. I got worse. And, uh, wow. Didn't, didn't work out in your favor. But. No, that was brutal. That was a tough one. Alright, do I gotta do it now? Yeah, yeah, you go, you go. Oh wow. Maybe I'll go for shiggles too, but that was, that I'm was certainly awful. not gonna do as well. Alright, you go first, Rowan. Oh god. I gotta practice one. No, 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 no. It makes me nervous. No, 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 no. Brigo, we All know right. you're gonna smoke both of us, so you go first. That was Perfect so far? Jesus. No, I messed one up. I he thought. cheats because he practices like every day. I just get warmed up doing it. It's a good little mental exercise for me. This is what you're doing instead of like preparing for the show. <laughs> and filming TikToks. What are you doing? Alright, he smoked me. Oh my gosh. Alright. Alright, Rohan, do you wanna go? Sure, but it's not going to be pretty. You want to share your screen? It's up there. Just uh, let me click it on. Uh, Igor, I looked it up. Apparently, oh, average is like 40 to 60. But that's me like sprinting. I don't type that fast all the time. So, listen, I, I'm going to provide some quick context. And that is that I really learned to type like this past year. Um, <laughs> what? What? I'm not kidding. I previously did you not have to like type papers when you were growing up. No, no. Up? So I typed just fine, just not fast enough. You know, like I used to type. Why is my screen share not showing up every time I hit share? Do you guys see it? No. No. This is sad. Um, give me like 20 seconds. I'll, I'll get it loaded up on here. Um, Tiny Pie is talking about Morse code. Is that what you guys use down there in Ireland? Alright, probably Apple telling you it's we, time for a new one. We got five minutes left. Let's just go back to the market for two seconds because this is a stocks. I don't know what kind of show this is, honestly. But um, Rohan told told me he want, we should make it less. We should make it a YouTube show. What do you guys think about yeah, that? Yeah, what does the chat think about that? I agree, but let's just keep an eye on this. Um, okay, what's moving here in the last few minutes while Rohan shares his screen? Um, nothing of interest. Can you check out one of my uh, stocks that I traded today? Let's look at Activision Blizzard. No, not that one. All right, what? Can we look at Zoom real quick? Zoom? Yeah. Yeah, I just had Zoom up. I, oh, just, I just took it off. It's it's up. I know, but on the intraday chart, it's it's kind of breaking out right now. I just had Zoom up. Yeah. This All right. So I have mine kind of shared. You guys do your stocks. It's what do you mean kind of shared? Like, okay, I'll just... I had to do share, like, screen and scare the Chrome tab thing wasn't working, but that's fine. All right. It still works. Ready? Give me some music. That was good stuff. All right, good accuracy so far. Rohan, your mic's very sensitive. Yeah, my keyboard is very loud. Uh. Mechanical. Oh, you're talking about the people behind me. Yeah. 
easy mics and this is like 24. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's talking about words. Nah, it's, who, it's, a, it's who wants to be a millionaire. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, I, 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 again, if you Google it, it says average is 40. Here, I'll read what Google says. Average words per minute. It says around 40 words per minute. Um, if you want to be productive, typing speed is 65 to 70. So All you're right. right in there, Rohan. Rohan, yeah. congrats, you're average, bro. So, so finishing my context here really quick is that, yeah, I used to type with three fingers and hit like 30 words per minute. Um, and then last year I was bored, so I took 15 days and practiced an hour a day and learned how to properly type. And I made a YouTube video about it, except it's not out yet. But it'll be out like in a week uh, on my channel if you guys want to see it. But uh, got from like whatever that was to like above 50 and... I don't know. I haven't improved that much in that much time, but we're getting. The goal is to hit 100 one of these days. Uh, website is called Monkey Type. Monkey Type. That's the one. All right. Real fast before we, I'm taking the music off. Real fast before we go. Uh, reminder to everyone that uh, uh, we have a sponsor on the show that we should probably give some love to here. So I'm going to do that right now. Nightscope is. Who I'm talking about right now. If you missed my interview with William Santana Lee, the CEO of Nightscope, yesterday on our all access show, I recommend you check it out. It's on YouTube. Nightscope's fully autonomous security robots have generated over $13 million in lifetime sales and over 1 million hours of field operation. They recently announced the commencement of their Reg A Plus offering. We've got over 28,000 investors and over $100 million already raised. Nightscope is reimagining public safety at a time when the nation needs it most. To learn more, go to startengine.com slash Nightscope. I'm going to put a bunch of links in the chat, including that one. Uh, so here's a, one link in – where's my chat? Here's one link in the chat. Bada bing, bada boom. Learn more about the offering there. It's also what's up on the screen. Uh, here is uh, some more information on the offering and some other legal things I have to put in there for compliance purposes. So check it out, startengine.com slash nightscope. Learn more about that. Okay, that's going to be a wrap for today's show. Hope you guys had some fun. I know I did. I know Aaron did. Rohan may or may not have. I'm not yes, sure. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll catch you guys on Monday. Moon or Bust is going live right now. This is interesting. So the story in, in crypto land today is uh, OpenSea. Th th there were some NFTs on OpenSea that were named after Citibank, the bank. Citibank reached out to OpenSea and said, yo, OpenSea, take this, sh take this shit down. Really? OpenSea complied, and now there's a bit of a drama unfolding between OpenSea and City and the community. Is it censorship? What is it? I don't know. They're going to discuss next on Moon or Bust. Go out and hit that like button for us. We'd appreciate that. Thanks to our guest today, our one guest, Tony. Uh, thanks to all of you in our chat. If not for you, we'd be talking to ourselves up here, which is way less fun. Uh, have a great weekend. I'll catch you guys over on Out to Close in an hour and a half. Uh, have some good trades, everyone. We'll see you all Monday. All right. End it with a commercial. Yeah, we'll have shows next week, Christian. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday at least. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. 
All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.